Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of Hip Hop Babies. Babies, baby. Yes, sir. Niggas loud as fuck. Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah. All right, your man. What, what you up to, bro? What you up to? It was good. Now I'm chilling. You know what I'm saying? It's my man AC for all y'all that don't know. Yeah. Uh, chilling, man. Enjoying quarantine day number three thousand three million billion, <laughs> whatever number day it is. Um, you know, living life, doing what I can do. Reading in the books, you know what I'm saying? Got my new book. Actually, I got two new books. Okay. Okay. Power of the Mind. Thinking Grow Rich. Okay. This nigga trying to get that fucking bread and leave us in the dust. I'm in the the books, you know what I'm saying? Studious, I'm a studious guy. Uh, So, AC, we have seen on uh, socials this week that she was uh, starting up a little fitness program. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to capitalize on, you know, gyms being closed and, you know, people looking for an opportunity to work out and lose weight. That's always on people's mind. You know, a lot of people are always trying to lose weight, whatever their goal is, or gain weight, gain gain muscle, I I should say. Uh, you know, so I, I, I say this is the time I should, you know, really hone in and focus on how I want to, you know, take my ideas and make them flourish and bring them into light. So it's the perfect time. I saw somebody say something. If you don't come out of quarantine with a new skill, a new, uh, you know, some form of income or something, then you wasted your time. Because this is plenty of time to do something, to figure something out. So Damn. if y'all got time and y'all feel like it, go ahead and follow my page. It's uh, Big Cards Fitness on Instagram. So that's my little shout out right there. That's our little sponsor. Promo, promo. It's our sponsor yep. for the episode, okay. Big Cards Fitness. You know, yep. they're giving us that big check to get us on here, but you know. Hell no. <laughs> that shameless plug right there, that shameless plug. You got to do it. You got to do it. That's plug, you know what I'm saying? All right, uh, Ray Love, how you doing, bro? How? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Before you spawn, bro, how was your mental? How was your mental? <laughs> Yo, uh, I've been uh, I've been trying to stay up. You feel me? I've been uh, doing a little shit in my room as usual. I'm still quarantining. I haven't been going out. I got this mic. I'm excited to see how it sounds for this episode. I was using a mic off and on the other episodes, and now I'm gonna be consistently using this one. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully y'all notice the difference. Hopefully, we continue to be popping. You feel me? Um, my mental's all right though. Thank you for checking in, and um, I'm ready to get into these topics. Of course, as always, you already know. You already know. Deadly, Deadly, what you doing? What you doing? What you been up to? Man, it seems like I come back here every week, and I just I ain't got nothing new to share with y'all. My <laughs> life is just boring as hell in these uh, confines of my uh, my own room, but um. You know, I've been uh smoking that uh mid pack, uh <laughs> contemplating the uh these uh thoughts that I got on my mind. Um listening to music, analyzing music, uh trying to get this podcast better for all y'all every single week. You know, I like Carter said, if you don't got a new grind, you don't got something that you're putting all your effort into while you in quarantine, you ain't doing it right. So this podcast is my baby. It's all our babies, obviously. We are the babies. Hey, 
So, I mean, I'm just putting in work into this podcast, bro. Uh, trying to get better at the game. Uh, so we can come up. That's about it. Into these topics. Um, you know, man, it's just it's just been a hectic week. You know, we got uh, drama everywhere. Drama literally everywhere over this rap game. Um, first thing I want to talk about really is this Freddie Gibbs and DJ Academics bullshit that's going on. Uh, so for y'all that don't know, Gunner was on this uh, show that was about like police or some untold stories, like talking about like cases, criminal cases, because uh, his brother had got unfairly uh, put in prison for life. And DJ or Freddie Gibbs had ended up coming out and saying, if you on that show, you are an informant, you are a snitch, like don't go on that fucking show. DJ Academics responds with, that's unfair to say because uh, basically his brother is in prison unfairly and we don't know all the all the details of the situation, why Gunner was on here. Uh, so basically Freddie Gibbs responds and says, DJ Academics is a cop. And then uh, Jeezy comes on uh, and he says some stuff about uh, the situation as a whole, uh, just giving his thoughts on it. Uh, Jeezy was a one of the first people to sign uh, Freddie Gibbs uh, back in the day. If you listen to Alfredo, you can catch a line about Freddie Gibbs saying, Jeezy used to say I was one rapping-ass nigga because that, that ties back to him signing him first. Um, and then Freddie Gibbs comes back and retorts that basically uh, he's irrelevant. Jeezy shouldn't be talking on the situation. And then DJ Academics calls him irrelevant. So now here we are stuck with the beef between uh, DJ and Freddie Gibbs. Uh, I'm assuming most people seen that on Twitter. I'm not going to delve into it too deep. I just really want to pick y'all brains and, and uh, know who, who do you think really won this back and forth? Uh, who, who killed who? Freddie Gibbs was just on DJ Academics head the whole time, bro. So like he was consistently putting out just like, content out to content just getting on this man's head yeah and like the way he was just simply just like <clears throat> coming at him like with one sentence and it was just the funniest stuff like i'm gonna squeeze your titties and stuff like he was just like dj academics he might have been intoxicated i don't know what it was but he obviously was taking what freddie gibbs was saying way too personally and freddie was just trolling and you gotta think about it freddie is the smaller person i think in this interaction like even though He's a rapper. He's been killing it this year. He's been killing it, you know, last year too. DJ Academics has a huge following, so he definitely was using that to his advantage and, like, getting attention from that. And it was a smart play because he just made DJ act look stupid. Yeah, yeah he definitely did. Uh, it's like that one meme with the one dude on the left with the glasses on being mad as fuck, uh, saying a bunch of shit. And he's like, well, I'm rich. Uh, you're a little boy to me. Uh, like, you don't got money like me. And then uh, you get Freddie Gibbs on the right, and you just be like, nigga, you look like a Teletubby. <laughs> Pretty much, bro. And, like, he was just like, I can't wait to embarrass it. Like, DJ Academics was getting way too, like, it seemed like he had – been planning like because what he said was i i'm wait i've been waiting to expose an artist like you and what he did was he messed up because he fucked with the wrong one because freddie is the master at trolling and dj academics trolls in his own way but it was not a competition no definitely not i mean we, how many times have we seen freddie gives just on his fucking instagram pages just trolling motherfuckers uh, constantly he even trolled uh dj's old 
old bitch who supposedly <laughs> ate his ass admitted that on uh Adam 22's <laughs> fucking podcast, no jumper. <laughs> and then he's just like, Ain't you the bitch that ate DK's ass or DJ's ass? And we're like, Damn. Yeah, I also love how he's like, I'll pay $5,000 if a bad bitch and miss the fucking DJ. <laughs> and he also called him out for being on 6ix9ine's junk. Like, he'd be on 6ix9ine, yeah, pretty much on his dick. Like, he'd be. Everything 6ix9ine does, he's reporting it. He's supporting it no matter what at this point, it seems like. I just love how he was just pulling out little facts while also trolling. It, it was funny. Yeah, no, for real. Carter, I wanted to point this at you uh, since you are DJ Academics' number one fan. Do you think that... Yeah! Do, do you think that this beef and Freddie supposedly canceling, uh, along with Meek Mill, canceling DJ Academics, is this going to hurt him in the long run? Is this gonna hurt DJ Academics? Yeah, is this gonna hurt his brand? Is he gonna start losing followers and stuff? Is he gonna like start turning to the turning downward at this point? Well, first let me say this. I am not a DJ Academics fan. So that was totally cap. That is a hundred percent cap. Do I believe that it's gonna hurt his numbers? No. Like you said earlier, I think that or Ray, I think race Ray, you said this that DJ DJ Academics in this case is the bigger no, more known personnel in, in, in this argument between him and Freddie Gibbs. So I don't really think people are going to really tone him out per se. I mean, think about it. People still listen to 6 9 even though he's literally just ratted on everybody and was like a known snitch. So why, what makes people think that, oh, you know, you got one person, one rapper that's saying bad things about DJ academics. What, what's that going to do to his numbers? It's not going to mess with his numbers. I don't think. Yeah, his fan base is pretty – like, even I, – I felt like his fan base was turning on him a little bit. They're even, like, even his fans were gassing him because, you know, DJ Academics, he's a troll character. I feel like even his fans, they like to make fun of him, so it made sense why they were making fun of him as well. So mm -hmm. they probably don't really care. They're just – they were just for the moment, and at the time it was just funny to make fun of him, but they'll still watch his content. He might have lost, like, certain real hip-hop supporters, but I don't know if that's really his fan base anyway. I was, yeah, because I was about to say, it, if you think about his demographics and in, in terms of his fan base, I don't think they're they're probably in in the age range of twelve to <laughs> to seventeen, eighteen maybe. So they're not very old. And then two being, I doubt seriously they truly like love hip hop or anything or you know stuff like that because obviously he still has a fan base and he supports. He always talks about six nine, bro. Who wants to sit there and listen to somebody talk about six nine twenty four seven? Like, obviously, your fan base must be young and just like do not care about real artists that are out there. Yeah, it's more like drama based and shit. You know, right? All the time, if you ever look at DK's page, he's just gassing somebody. Like, I, I know that we have our fair share of like just eviscerating people. Uh, Pope uh, Smoke Perp, shout out Smoke Perp. He's a, he's a good sport. I'm sure if you listen to it, he'd, he'd laugh at it too. But his last album was abysmal. And uh, what does DJ Academics do? He puts out his uh, he puts out everybody's sale numbers. And it's not that he just reports on the sale numbers. He reported he had 5K in a week, and then he laughed at them, and he encouraged his fans to laugh at them. So he's just a troll. He's a drama fiend, all this stuff. He's not really a real hip-hop, if, if we want to make that a label. Um, but, yeah, like. I don't. I don't think it's gonna hurt him either. 
of trash, bro. There's nothing really to cancel him for as far as like bad character. Uh, even though he's just kind of a shitty dude, it's not something you can really just like be like, ah, he's out of here because he he really hasn't done anything. Freddie didn't bring anything to the table that's like gonna be like, oh, I fucking hate DJ Academics now. If you already didn't, well, he did actually, didn't he? Uh, Freddie posted that bad Barbie or how you say her name, bad baby, bad ba- Barbie tweet. Okay, yeah, but that pulled, that was a known thing. I know, but he pulled that up, and then DJ At got suspended for two shows on his shows because he talked mess about Chrissy Teigen, and yep. he had to apologize for that. So, I mean, he did face certain levels of backlash from it, but it's not enough to get him canceled. I yeah. I agree with you, bro. And see that that speaks volume to his his viewers and like what what they really stand for. Like this man talked about an underage girl. Like any obsessed over Kylie, Kylie Jenner's pictures too. Like he was like, "What do you say? This is fat material." Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Who needs OnlyFans? We have enough fat material for like the week now because Kylie Jenner is oh. on Insta. Like he's just a he's a character. He's he's stupid. He's stupid. He's like thirty thirty something, bro. That's what this is. What he does. That's the type of content he likes to release. A character is an understatement. Okay, he's he's honestly just a bad person. So, I personally don't support DJ Academics in any any way, other Fact. than even other than he's getting roasted. Like that's funny as fuck. Obviously, I want to see that, but there he doesn't get any support from us. He doesn't get any support from people who really know about like uh. Just the just the antics that he puts on, like it, you're not being funny, bro. Go get a new sense of humor or something. If you think that's funny, it's not. It's not. It's not. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good, bro. Yep. Honestly, my, my that probably took your album to a ten now, just because you roasted. <laughs> Stream Alfredo. Alfredo. Yeah. Stream that shit. I bought merch after that shit. I bought merch. I <laughs> you bought getting sales? Keep on roasting that man. You getting sales? Yep. I wanted merch, but I'm a broke boy right now, so. Yeah. Um, Tough. <laughs> real tough uh but anyways uh we about to we got to roll on to the next thing um still uh pertaining to drama though but this is uh in between actually two relevant figures um you know whereas the last one was just kind of freddie gibbs but um push t and uh, young thug got into a little bit of a beef uh for y'all that are not aware i'll explain it for you real quick uh Basically, what had happened was Pusha T was on the deluxe version of Pop Smoke's album uh, with Young Thug on a song, and Pusha T's verse had gotten leaked. Uh, Pusha T was saying some stuff that could be perceived as being towards Drake and trying to reignite the beef against Drake. Young Thug took this to heart, and he goes onto his Instagram, and he says, I do not condone anything that Pusha T had said onto the beef. Uh... I don't know why he would say something like this on this type of album and that he does not fuck this rapper shit. He has no respect for bro. And this rapping shit is gay. Those are his words. Then push T basically responds saying that, uh, don't feel bad because nobody knew what the verse was about. The label heads that stopped it. Didn't even know the only way that they knew is because he referring to Drake told them about it the same way that he told about Ross's Maybach six verse and he'll tell record executives about rap verses. He says, I do not fuck with police work, police rappers or police niggas. 
after that, he said, Young Thug, you were the last verse added to the song. That's only because I requested you. And he said, mm. do not worry I- about respect. I do not need your respect for what I bring to this rap game. That's some motherfucking bars. So, <laughs> so, uh, Young Thug, what did he say? Young Thug, he posted a little video basically saying, your verse was weak. He, but the way he said it, like, your verse is seven days. That means weak. You know how Young Thug is. He's hella like a character. And then he was just like, uh, I don't know why you did that. You just use your platform. You just use the album. Just like Lee saying. But he actually like made a little video saying. Yeah, I just want to know, was it right for Pusha to put this on the album? Even if it's not against Drake, is it right for him to put it on a, a posthumous album like Pop Smokes and uh, say these kind of things? Go ahead, Ray. Okay, uh, I don't have a problem with it. Um, I feel like Thug, I know why Young Thug did it because he has connections with Drake. He probably doesn't want to mess that up and have it be a perception thing where he's like, you're on a track with Pusha T and he dissed me and now we might have beef too. So that's going to mess up his money. But I feel like it wasn't really that crazy. Pop Smoke, even on the album, he took a little shot at 6 9 and Pop Smoke is an aggressive drill rapper it's his music so i have no problem with push a t also sending shots i get it you know i guess we're supposed to be celebrating pop smoke and it shouldn't be about anything else but it is music at the end of the day and people are going to use that to rap about whatever they want to rap about push t is a legend i feel like young thug shouldn't be telling him what he should rap about like you know that's the avenue i was going to come at like you know i was just gonna be like look who who is Young Thug to tell Pusha T what he can and cannot rap about? Period. Like, bro, it's it's a rap album. He's just rapping. Like, and I'm I'm sure if they go on bar for bar, Pusha T's gonna body you, Young Thug. And I'm just gonna say that. Like, come on, bro. But as to like the respect aspect of it, I mean, obviously this is not a place to you know use the time and the uh, your bars to continue a beef that you had with a rapper. I, I agree with that. This is just a time to like pay respects and you know do your thing on a album that's you know really giving love to someone who's resting in peace right now. But I like I said, I don't think Young Thug has the right to come over here and just like create beef to push a T when push a T is just rapping. You know what I'm saying? And and like and and, and also I don't we don't even know yet if it's about Drake. Like we no no one knows that yet. Yeah, it's it's implied, but it's definitely not outright said. So right. I I agree with that. And then also to push this point, it's it's not even Thug's fault. So why are you defending yourself when it's not your fault? You don't have to defend yourself for Drake. I love Young Thug though. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But like, come on, bro. Like you don't have to say all that. And then also what he said about he don't need his respect in the game. Like what y'all touched on. He has enough respect in the game, and he also is the reason why Young Thug was on that song in the first place. So he doesn't really have any room to talk about this situation at all. It's just kind of like I see it as Young Thug's in the wrong. Just take your L and move on. But he wants to keep going. I guess he keep going, but I don't see any point in them keeping going with this beef. Yeah, because it's not. I don't think he's ever gonna get to a track. I, I, if it is like if it does, like Push T would easily win. If anything, Thug might take it personal and try to do something like he said, but really, I don't think it should even get to that point. It wasn't even about him. Like Deadly was saying, it was really about Drake, so why are you going out your way to do all this? Yeah. Just, just let it be. 
the verse didn't even come out yet. Track didn't come out. So it was more, it was like speculation. Just what, I don't know. It, 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 it's, I don't Pointless. know. Bro. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. All right. Talking about a lot of beef. So I want to get into the love aspect of the, of the pie real quick. You know what I'm saying? We got, we got some, some red table talk drama for y'all. Oh man. You know, Will Smith and Jada. I'm sure, I'm sure y'all know about that. Um, Basically, Will Smith and Jada said that they no longer have an intimate connection at this point and that uh, Jada can go do what she wants. She can go find partners or whatever. So Augustalcina has been with Jada for some time and they've been doing the business. They've been doing their business. So they've been doing the huckabuck. Yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, tell Jada to hit my line, first of all. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but what I really want to get into is what y'all feel about this uh, lifetime partnership type thing and not really being intimate no more, like having an open relationship with, like, your husband or your wife at a, at a point like that. Y'all, y'all vibing with that? <laughs> y'all, y'all think that's cool? Like, <laughs> that's Will Smith a punk. That's what he is. I think, bro, honestly, that's what it is. Will Smith is soft. How you gonna let your, <laughs> let your baby mamas out there just sleeping with a whole nother dude that's like two decades younger than you? Like, oh my god! You think, you think Will Smith ain't been in that sloppy toppy from his crewmates, his cast members, all that shit? I think he is, bro. I saw some videos of him when I think it was the movie Focus, and he was doing the movie with Margot Robbie, I believe. Yeah, Margot Robbie, and they were like obviously kind. Of, it seemed like they were kind of flirting. Um, so it would explain a lot. I remember when August Alcina, like, I think it was a year or months ago, he made that post basically saying, like, I love her. Da, 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 da. People were questioning it then, like, what are you doing? That's a, that's Will's wife. So obviously something's been going on for a long time. It's just funny to see that everyone on Twitter just jump on it and the memes and basically yeah. calling Will a cuck. Like, it, 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 it was funny. Eat a punk. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I, like. But Will, might, but Will might be getting his too, though. I mean, if they're in that type of relationship, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't want to be in a relationship like that. But when you're rich and famous, I guess you just maybe lose interest. I don't know. Like that's you hear a lot of these stories about these people who are famous. They like are in open relationships, or they like secretly in the closets. Like it's like it. I think maybe once you hit that point, you just go, you just go crazy or something. I don't know what it is, but I think. I'm gonna have to stand up for the ladies right now. <laughs> Here we go. He trying to get DMs. <laughs> I'm trying to fill in where where Wavy J is, has been lost, bro. Because we we need a we need another voice in here real quick. I don't think that there is anything wrong with what they're doing with this life partnership. I don't think that Jada should be looked at different because she is doing she's intimate with somebody else. I feel like everybody in that life wants that intimacy with somebody. And if it just doesn't work out with somebody else, that's fine. That's fine. Now Bro, it's called a divorce. I, I, I thought you were done. I thought you were so, done. so they don't have to get a divorce. You see they have this family, right? They have their two kids. They have all this stuff that they built up together. And maybe it doesn't have to be like a, a messy divorce. Like they have to just separate because of that. Like I honestly, I can see where Will is coming from, where he doesn't want to lose like all of his assets and all this stuff that he's built up with his wife. Um, and they're just a life partner. Like he just is friends with her at this point. Like, I don't see any problem with that, bro. 
and then he's going, she's going and fucking some other dude. Whatever, bro. That's not, he don't care, obviously, because that's not where his head's at. He's not, he's not worried about intimacy at that point. Now, let me go in. Go ahead, bro. First, Will should have signed the print. She, he should have made that. Jada signed a prenup. I don't even care. That's no cap. She should have been signing that prenup. That's number one. That's his first mistake. Then you going to tell me that, oh, we, I'm going to stay together while another man is giving it to my girl, bro, just so the kid. Man, forget that. The kids is grown. You act like the kids is like five. Like, the kids are completely grown, bro. They, they in their 20s. They, they don't need mom and dad to act like they're still together or they're life friends. Nah, bro, forget that. Nah. Will is soft. Will is soft. He need to get out I mean, of I do see what Delhi's saying. Everyone's relationship is different. If they're okay with it, they're two consenting adults. If they have an agreement to be in an open marriage, that's them. Everyone's different. I wouldn't want to do that, but I, I like I, I said, they're maybe hmm. my bad. I, I get what I get what Lee's saying too. I'm I'm hearing that. I think, but this is me. Don't don't laugh, bro. This is me. No cap. I think Will is just saving, saying, oh, we're good friends. I don't even – we don't have to be intimate anymore. Just a safe face, bro. He's don't want to look like a punk. Which making this – this makes him look more of a punk, honestly. Like, I, I feel like he's just really just saving face. I think you're about to upset all of our uh, viewers that have divorced parents, um, to be honest. How? <laughs> How? I, I don't think that in any situation as a, a person you'd want to see – your number one relationship icon mentors you know symbol you're talking about from the kids standpoint from, yeah exactly so from their standpoint i don't think that there's any point in your life that you'd want to see that relationship between your parents fail now i understand that but at but it is already failing though so what what about their relationship is still good besides the fact that they can be cordial when they're in the same room with each other so so do you think that intimacy is the only thing that defines a relationship yeah. that you have with a female? No, I'm not saying I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that they introduce their family, they introduce their kids to an intimate, a intimate. Why you not cutting? We're not cutting this. this is good we're dialogue. not. No, we're not. You're just laughing. No, we're not cutting this. This is good dialogue. I don't. I don't believe that intimacy is the only thing you have with Raylo. Look at you right now, but you laughing, bro. Turn off your damn camera. <laughs> Go away, bro. Go away, bro. I don't think I don't think intimacy is the only thing you have with a female, and that's all you need. Whatever, right? That what makes a family. No, what I'm saying is, you have children, right? Now, like I said before, it's different if these children are young and they don't know fully what's taking place. These children are grown; they know exactly what's happening. That you introduce this this person as their mom as your wife and who you've been intimate with now all of a sudden they see their mom being intimate with somebody else who's not that much older than them you're gonna tell me that they're completely fine with that maybe they are that's a strange family no no offense but they are they have some different they're completely different than the average joe and that's okay ain't nobody got to be like the same people but whatever right that's something else but you're telling me that they're going to be completely happy with the fact that what they've known as normal and seeing as jaded as their mom and Will's, Will's hit their dad's intimate lover, and you see her with somebody else, that's not going to be weird and strange to them? 
I think I'm just going to speculate a little bit, but uh, Will is obviously not around the house as much and they're both very business minded people. Um, so I don't really think that they like seeing both their parents together that much anyways, but seeing a new person in your household that is not your parent getting intimate with your parent is always kind of weird and standoffish, but at some point you really just come to accept it unless they're obviously like somebody that you, that is abusive or something like that, but you just kind of have to accept it for the the happiness of your parent. Honestly, as somebody who has divorced parents, the one thing that I would say I'd want most for my parents is for them to be happy in the relationship that they're in. So if it doesn't end up working out and they have to go find somebody else to meet those needs and they're happy, that's fine. That's completely fine with me. I would not care. And that's from a mature standpoint, like I would think that Jaden and Willow would both have. Yeah. Okay. But see, the difference is, this is the difference. I feel like in your situation, which I didn't want to bring it very personal, but you did it. So if we may, if we may use you as an example, in your situation, I believe is different than theirs because they are not separated. This is basically like basically like she's cheating on him. Like they're not. Se- I don't think you're seeing understanding that. But it's separate. an agreed. It's agreement. It's an open relationship at that point. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. That's still strange. Like, I I don't. I personally don't think. I don't know. Like I'm speculating too. I don't know if they Willow and Jay and Jaden are chill with that. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. But. As an outsider looking in, I think Will is soft. And I'm just going to keep saying that. All right. Yeah. I, I, mean, I can respect that. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's I, no, no, no offense to anybody with divorced parents. They don't have nothing to do with being divorced parents. Like, it, it don't matter. My question to you then is what makes Will soft is he, if he's also getting his in with other people? But you don't know that. Well, what makes you think he's not? If they're, if, what makes you just think it's just Jada? Well, what makes you think he is, though? That's because Will Smith. It's Will. It's Will Smith, and if they have a, if they have that agreement now, unless now unless Jada is just cheating or they didn't have, they don't, have, they have an agreement where it's one sided. Well, this is okay. Thing is, so this is like I said, I think he's saving face. When did when did he find out? Because he was not saying preaching all. This is my. He was talking about how much he loves Jada. Like not that long ago, I saw something. He were they were doing an interview together. So when did he find out about August Alcina? So that's something we need to dive deeper in. So y'all can't just be like, oh, he's getting his too. Like that man was hurt. Don't sit here and man, tell me he wasn't hurt. That you don't know hurt. that. You don't know that. Don't know that. You're I'm assuming. assuming. I'm assuming. Yeah, I don't. But you're assuming that he's getting his too. Maybe he wasn't. Like Okay. Carter, yeah, Carter maybe- are you projecting your insecurities? Right oh. <laughs> nah, bro. Nah. <laughs> What maybe maybe he was like like legit into her, right? Did not find out till later th- that this was actually happening. Now to save face, he's just like, oh, okay, we're friends. I think it was probably something that was kept behind closed doors and it just came to the public attention right now. Because I mean, uh, like somebody had brought up that uh, around a month ago, August was talking about how much he loved Jada, and people were talking, giving him flack for it. So maybe it was just something they needed to bring to the light, just and be like comfortable in their own skin, where they just tell the truth about something, and then everybody knows about it, and it's just okay at that point. Whatever. Now, All right. Yeah, it's, it's it is whatever to me. Like I mean. All right. 
Will, Will Smith getting Will, his, nigga. That's all I know. That nigga getting know his. That. You don't know that. I mean, we he was flirting that. with Margo. He was flirting with Robbie so hard, bro. He definitely was getting his, bro. <laughs> bro wait, who are you talking about? Talking about Will Smith and Margot Robbie because they were on the Suicide Squad cast together. I don't know who Margot. Suicide Squad. They did Focus together. That nigga was. I'm telling you, bro. What's, I, what's her name? Margot. What's her name? Ray. You think she had died? I'm she, saying for, for she's she fine, bro. She fine, right, dude. This nigga stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Either way, either way, you gonna tell me Will Smith come up. To to some girl, right? Just random, and she can be like, "Oh my God, you're Will Smith." You but think nothing, bro, thinking nothing gonna happen. Bro, <laughs> nothing. Y'all are not hearing me. I'm hearing you, bro. You ain't hearing me. That's no, Will look, Smith. That is look, an icon, motherfucker. They oh, gonna be oh, fucking him. Look, Period. All I'm saying point is point blank. Y'all don't think Will Smith? End of discussion. Y'all don't think he got his feelings hurt? I think he got his feelings hurt. That's just me. That's why. Okay, so what makes you? What if? What if they came to the agreement because Will Smith did something first? We don't know the we whole don't story. Know that. We, we're just finding this out. So who's to say Will Smith was the one who got hurt first? It could have been Jada, and then they made the agreement. We're just finding out this situation. Right. We're all. It's all speculation. I'm so just, why do you? Why are you? Why are you discrediting You got beef with Will Smith, bro. You got beef with Will Smith for some reason. I don't got beef. I'm saying. The way the story came out, just how the story came out, Will Smith soft. That's it. Okay, okay. You letting another, you letting another man. All right, man. We, your wife, bro. Your wife. We got, we got to get on. Your wife. Your wife, bro. They, come on, bro. They wasn't in an open relationship the whole time, and now all of a sudden they in an open relationship after you found out your wife was getting beat down, tripping, bro. Your wording. Your wording. Beat down, I'm dead. <laughs> All right, we we talking about talking about royalty, Fresh Prince. You know, somebody wants to be the Fresh President of the United States. Oh, you know, Mister Mr. Kanye West Ooh. declared on Twitter as part of his promotional stunts that he is going to be running for 2020 president. Boo! <laughs> right, get your man, bro. That's really your guy. You ba- basically what? Uh, what? How do I approach this? Uh. Do you want Kanye West to be president? Should people vote for Kanye West? And what are the possible detriments that he's going to bring by running for president? Kanye West does not care about black people. Damn. Okay. Should I go? Go ahead, bro. It's it's between y'all. I'm a Kanye fan. Damn near a stan. And I'm not voting for this boy. This boy is mentally unstable. He supported Trump. Now he's trying to say he doesn't support him. And I feel like all it's going to do is take away votes from either Biden. I don't really think it'll affect Trump supporters because Trump supporters are going to support Trump no matter what. Biden is the candidate that I think has more iffy followers right now. So it might take his votes away. Do not vote for this man. I don't give If you love his music, if you love rap, we just had a celebrity president. Look what's happening. Whether you believe in his politics or not, these people are not fit. We need someone with at least experience. And this boy, Kanye, will drag us through the dirt, I believe, if he's president. I'm saying as a fan, no. No. Hell no. If you vote for this boy, you tripping. Don't vote for Kanye West. 
like this man obviously is not in the right frame of mind to be running a country. You saw what Donald Trump did, and he did a terrible job. And then you had Kanye do his old, I'm a Donald Trump fan stunt. And then all of a sudden, he's trying to come back and say, oh, no, I just did that to, you know, free people out of prison or whatever he said his reasoning was for supporting Donald Trump was. Bro, forget that. All he's going to do is take away votes just like Harambe did in 2016. Take away votes for the Democratic uh, Party. That's it. That's all that's what's going to happen. And that's why you had more votes went to one side, the Republican side, and you had the uh, Democratic side split up into two. That's all Kanye West is going to do. He's just going to split the votes. You don't want that to happen. Then you're going to see another four years of Donald Trump, and we don't want that to happen either. I think this is a really uh, important topic to discuss, just not to shit on Kanye, because obviously, like, nobody wants Kanye to be president. Like, just get that out of the way. Like, no, no, no celebrities, please. If there's ever a celebrity uh, in voting for or running for office, don't vote for him. Don't support them. I don't think that you should ever put somebody who does not have experience in their field into a position, uh, especially a position that is regarded as the most important job in the United States. That, that's first, first and foremost. Second of all, I think that what this has brought to our attention is that we need a different type of, of voting format, such as rank, like the rank poll system where you vote for multiple people and you'll vote for a first, a second and a third candidate. If the first one doesn't get picked for you, like if they're not in the majority, the second your, your vote will go to your second place pick. So that'll result in a majority pick every single time. So we don't have these split voting where Trump gets like 47% of uh, America's votes and he still wins presidency. Like that's not okay. That's bullshit. I think that a lot of people, Uh, are starting to lean towards wanting a third person party. Uh, I know it's upwards of 50% of Americans actually want a third party integrated into the system, but we just can't have that happen because it's all or nothing voting at this point. So I think what Kanye has done with starting the conversation on that is exceptional. Awesome. That being said, do not vote for Kanye West. He does not deserve presidency. He's not in the right mind state to be a president. He is going to be nothing better than Trump is and maybe worse, possibly. So, man, this man, you, you write about these celebrities, man, because you got to think about it, man. Who is another celebrity president? Ronald Reagan. That nigga put crack in the black communities. <laughs> Don't do it, bro. Don't do it, bro. Don't. And then, you know, whether you're. Kanye's made a whole bunch of statements in a complex interview. He said he was pro-life, all this. Okay, that's fine. Those are your beliefs. If you believe in that, cool. But at the same time, you have not made one political statement where it's like, what are you going to do for us? What are you going to do? It's almost like it's a joke. And he hasn't, supposedly he hasn't filed any paperwork to make it official. So he wouldn't even be on the ballot. Yeah, he won't even be on the ballot. So he would have, you would have to write him in on the ballot. Almost like people did with Harambe and all that when Trump one so if people really go out their way to write this man on the ballot and he gets a a legitimate amount of votes as basically an independent that's crazy and i hope that does not happen i want i want to like when this goes down when the election goes down i want to see the numbers and i want to see how many people legit went out their way to write kanye on the ballot instead of casting a legitimate vote i understand people want the third party candidate but with the two we got i do i get it but let's stick together here and get trump out (laughs) now All right, we we gotta work together.
I know yeah. my body is not 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 the best. Sleepy Joe. But fuck that nigga too. I mean, it, it, yeah, he's better than Trump. So I, I we mean, think. So we think at this point. That's I, I all did, I'm going to say. Uh, anything could be better than Trump, man. I'm telling you. Man. Kanye, though. The I'm way Kanye. the way this year is going, the way this year is going, I am not putting anything past me. I don't yeah, no. I I don't know, bro. I don't know about none of this. Mm-hmm. But so we just kind of joking about Kanye. Yeah, Kanye, I love your music, bro. Keep making music. Maybe not the Jesus shit, but wow. Hey, some... hey, hey, shut up, real quick. <laughs> but maybe, maybe make some dope beats for like, uh, you know, Kid Cudi again, uh, like this what? Kid Cudi and Travis Scott album. Make some beats for that, bro. Like, what? I want that. Arguably, Kanye's best song was "Jesus Walks." Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Don't, don't, don't. That's not gospel, though. I get what he's saying. He's yes, that's what I'm But he's still talking. That was rap with, like, gospel hints. That's okay. He can now, do it. But now he's damn near just saying, I'm not cursing no more. I'm just going to go damn near full-blown gospel. So you, I get what he's saying. People, you don't have to curse the rap, bro. Like, if he can. No. If, no, I know. I know what you're saying. I'm not. I'm not saying that's what you're saying. I'm not saying you have to curse the rap. I'm just saying people get lost in that. They're like, "Oh, he ain't cursing, bro. He ain't rapping, bro. He's just making this gospel stuff." I mean, obviously his sound is completely different today versus what it was with Jesus Walks. Yeah, it's about the sound, bro. It's not really yeah, about he, anything he else. That, he can make that sound again, bro. Yeah. But do we want Kanye to go? That's you know that's gonna be brought up later. Do we want Kanye to be retreading? into older sounds. The thing about Kanye that at least I love so much is that usually he switches it up every album or he puts way more new sounds into it. Man, you know, the beats Kanye, bring, bring the old Kanye back. Come on. I don't know, man. I'm 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 happy with uh, I mean I don't you know I don't want a full bone another full bone gospel album, but um I'm happy that he at least tries to do something different. He's putting in enough albums at this point where I feel like I mean yeah it could hurt him but he has like arguably four to Four to five classic albums. What other rap artist has that at this point in their career? Nobody. And that's what I'm saying. So it's like, I mean, what are you, I wouldn't say nobody. What are you certified in his albums as classic? Which ones are you calling classic albums? Oh, we college dropout. Yeah, you you gonna make yeah, me do this? Yeah, yeah. College, college dropout. Drop college dropout. Late registration. Yes. Graduation. Okay, got the the trilogy. Right. Of okay. course. Those three. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Okay, what's your what's it? Don't okay, and then people argue people argue eight ways to heartbreak. No. Just because the impact that influenced Drake. Drake yeah, says that okay. whole app like, yeah. come on, bro. Weekend yeah. even said, okay. okay. Then you got what? Then you got some people even argue Jesus. I wouldn't say that. Some people but if argue. you want to if you want to argue Jesus, on, some people will argue T Lop. Oh no, I wouldn't no, I love T Lop, I, I wouldn't say I'm I not love either. that album. I'm not either, but but I, I think 808s is the closest to another classic. Not not because I hella I like that album, but just because I wouldn't the impact. I wouldn't call it classic, bro. Come on, man. The impact, man. You got now we was talking about playing Nate Dogan. Okay, we're gonna turn this to a Kanye debate. All right, no, 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 no. I don't call that a classic, bro. Let bro, me. what? The I'm impact, bro. How do you street lights? But like street lights. Bro. Uh uh, what's it? What's it? Bro, the heartless. Heartless. Come on, dog. That's his biggest hit. That's his big, as far as numbers, I think that's his biggest hit. No, Heartless did better than that numbers-wise, I think. Look it up. 
Oh, I'm about to look it up. I'm telling you, I Heart- love stronger, bro. Heartless, Heartless was uh, humongous. Heartless was huge. No, Heartless was it was big. I'm not saying it wasn't, but I'll I'll, t- I'll tell you right now, you get you got a nice little honey in your car. Say so she's not really ethnic. Here we go. She not she not really <laughs> ethnic or nothing, but like you put on Heartless, I guarantee you know every single word to that goddamn Dude. song. She ain't even got to like rap music. Deadly trying to get the DMs right now. He's trying to get the DMs. DM me now. Wow. <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> I'm just playing. Leave me alone, y'all. Not playing. The thing is, you're not playing. You're kind of playing, but you're not playing. Nah, y'all ladies, leave me alone. I don't need it. Yeah. Stop playing. Y'all, Lee, he's, Lee is looking for a hundred DM him right now. Right now. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Please don't DM me. <laughs> I like how you're looking. You like you thinking about it. You're like, you AC can't find it. You can't find yeah, it. So yeah. it's it's the it's it's the truth. That's all you gotta know. It can't it, it <laughs> can't be, bro. Stronger was the show. A uh, two out of three vote says heartless is bigger. Yeah, that's an L. Bro, that's, that's y'all too. That's y'all that's, that's majority rules right there. That's the podcast rules. Yep. I don't. I'm saying eight oh eight. Is is not a classic, bro. Oh my god, bro. Get out of here, bro. Bro, what do you hear in every single song now is fucking 808s, bro. Nobody was using 808s like that before this fucking album. Kanye brought it to the uh, forefront, bro. I wouldn't say all that, but he the impact as far as the music, the singing and the the uh, artist deciding that I'm not just gonna be rapping. I mean, p- people did that before, don't get it twisted, but the way it influence these new age rappers like bro, i said drake name, name me the top tracks on that album right now besides so let's talk about the music don't talk about the love impact. lockdown okay i'm a Kanye fan you're not gonna beat me on this shit because i can heartless, name you the album heartless Ro- robocop paranoid robocop bro, uh, I'm street lights i'm coldest winter the hits bro you named three hits made you named three hits on that so you saying uh th- what makes an album is hits because at that point jake has like oh that's not what I'm, classes, saying, but I'm saying okay replay value what is the replay value i can play that album i can still listen to it you yeah. might not you don't like it you that nigga in this group that don't <laughs> like that album then huh? you tell me the replay value is there bro. some people say that's their favorite Kanye album i wouldn't say that shit. <laughs> some people say that <laughs> Just like that's what I'm saying. That's what's so crazy about his career, though. Like people go through different periods and say, "Yo, this is my favorite Kanye album." So I met someone who said Jesus was, and I damn near had it. Like I was like, "What?" Kanye, bro, bring back Jesus walks, bro. No, hey, hey, I mess, I mess with the uh, gospel though too. Come on now, you. Know, uh, yeah, I know. We know you did. Good all the time, all the time. Good. <laughs> you was singing that shit. That that song was. I like that one. That was that one goes. And so so anchor. Hey, Kai, you know, you had it with the gospel. I like that. Get the crowd, you know, get the choir in there and everything. But you can bring back Jesus Walks too. I ain't going to mad at you. All right, Lee, go ahead. Give us, come on, give us the next topic, man. You done talking about Jesus already? Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm really not. Well, say it with me, y'all. God is good. I don't know how to transition into this. Uh-huh. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Right, we at church. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, and peace with you as well, Father Carter. Okay, uh, so <laughs> we're gonna go from one megacorp, which is the uh, United States government, to another megacorp in Disney, talking about uh, the reimagining of the Splash Mountain mm. ride. It being turned into a Princess of the Frog ride. 
uh first thing first things first just what do y'all think y'all 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 fuck with this y'all want to see uh prince of the frog well i'm not i'm totally not mad about it but i will be honest i didn't even know there was uh racial things going on in the movie yeah. i really i had no idea i didn't I, well i actually first never seen the movie i don't think really many people have yeah so i <laughs> that's that's one thing so let me let me get that off too i never seen the movie but shout out to disney they took that before this is good to know because before all this was happening they discontinued that movie and they took that movie off of disney plus before all the you know uh protesting was going taking place they already taken that movie off of disney plus so people that are saying oh they're riding the you know the bandwagon they're just doing that no 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 disney was they took that off prior to this. So shout out to them for that. Uh, second, obviously, I'm not mad. I'm glad to see, you know, they do something like that. But some people may, some people argue that they should give uh, Princess and Frog their own ride. Which is going to be that. It's going to be that. No, but I mean, like, give them their own ride, like the new ride that come, a new ride that's new to Disneyland or whatever, instead of having Splash Mountain. They can have Splash Mountain, but just change it. Yeah, Sometimes. I mean, I don't really care too much about that because. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make a difference to me. I'm just happy that they decided to do something like that. I think it's cool. But I mean, honestly, I don't care that they're changing it. Uh, like, what? How does it affect me? It doesn't. Uh, I like Princess and the Frog. It's one of my favorite Disney movies. It's pretty good. Um, so they're putting in a ride for it. That's cool. They might even make a little cafe for it too. That's cool. That's all I want to say on that for now. Um, Ray, what do you think? I think it's cool that they're going out their way to do this because just like you guys, I hadn't seen the old movie. Was it? It's an older movie, I'm assuming. Which is yes. Why I have, we haven't seen it, and I didn't know the racial uh, connotations that or the racial shit, racial stuff that the movie had that was offensive. Um, but it, the fact that Disney went out their way to make this movie is dope. Um, I would hope more companies do stuff like this. Like if you have something that offends people and even if it's not the biggest thing, like you just be ahead of it and just get rid of it before it's an issue. Like we're watching with the NFL, the Redskins was a controversial name for a minute. And now with all everything going on, they're finally giving in and thinking about changing the name. Like for years they had been like, we're not changing this name. We don't care. Like this is our history. With everything going on, all these protests, people are starting to buzz and say, well, we're offending people. We need to give up a, at least, like, change a little bit. And this is part of that. I'm happy to see Disney doing that. As long as they do, like, as long as they make the ride, like, they keep the ride. Because if I remember, I like that ride, Splash Mountain, right? It's a cool little ride. If they keep it cool and just change it and make it. Because that's dope that they're embracing a black, uh, isn't that a black princess movie, too? Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's dope that they're they're fixing their mistake and they're also trying to be more inclusive by fixing that mistake. So mm-hmm. as long as they keep it true to the ride and find a way to make it work, that's awesome. That's I think awesome. that yeah, I think because if I remember on the in the movie, they have like some kind of wherever she's at or whatever is next to like a lake or whatever. It's it's based out of Louisiana, I'm sure, right? Yeah, yep. like a bayou. Mm-hmm. By, right. So that that fits the rides, you know, criteria anyway, or you know, whatever you want to say, the specs of the ride anyway. So I don't think they'll change the ride. Yeah, it's basically so you just go through, 
you just go through this little waterway area and it just tells you kind of like a story because you see like all the the characters and stuff so basically what they'll probably do is they'll just make it so that it's uh, a sped up version of the the movie and you can see and then you'll go up and as you're going up it's probably going to be like that voodoo guy like saying some shit and then you go down and then that's basically the the end of it and like everybody's like celebrating and then that that's going to be like the resolution of the movie area so it's going to be pretty easy i think for them to to reimagine because that's basically their structure for most of these rides in disneyland if you go at all hey and the food if they open up that cafe i know the food about to be smacked you know what I'm saying? Better, better have some like Cajun shit. Like that'd be. They, they going to. They going to. They gonna have some gumbo. You know I'm gonna go go in there. And give me a bowl of gumbo. Some of that gumbo. <laughs> Shout out J Rock. Um, yeah, but I mean, Raylo was kind of getting a little bit ahead of uh, where I was going with this, but I really don't care about the companies doing this like i i I understand that it's a necessity it is a necessity entirely to take out these like racist images and texts uh that are not needed and have no place in our society at this point they need to be removed you don't get brownie points for that though you still had that in your shit you're doing it now because there's pressure on you Mm. i don't feel any Mm. type of way towards these companies like oh disney's a good company now no you're still a fucking yeah you're still a megacorp i still don't really support Disney that much with their monopolization of basically everything that is media at this point. I don't think that's really healthy for media in general. So them doing this and and giving us a little, all this, like, I don't care. As far as the Redskins go, uh, fuck whoever owns that shit. I forget this man's name because he's so irrelevant, but fuck him and his ass saying like, not but five years ago saying, oh, we ain't never changing the game, changing the name. Fuck y'all. Like, th- that is clearly uh, a racist uh, depiction of Native Americans and a racial slur towards them. And it's been like this across the nation where schools have been changing their mascots from these racist depictions. Uh, this happened like maybe, what, two years ago, three years ago, where all that stuff started happening with the schools. But an NFL team can't do that. A megacorp that is seen by everybody can't do that. Yeah. That's bullshit. Uh, you know, yeah. I, yeah. You know, I, I, think- I, I I definitely understand where you're coming from, Lee. I agree too. Like I I don't I hope it's not just the save face type thing. I hope it's like a real legit like oh what we did in the past was wrong and we're really trying to you know make it right and not just do it because we want to save our numbers per se. You know what I'm saying? I hope mm-hmm. it's it's legit. They want to do it because they know what the what was done in the past is wrong. Now, obviously, you know somebody coming in trying to fix it and save it we can't hold them accountable per se for what they what whoever had it in the past did but i like you said for the redskins owner five years ago saying that and all of a sudden he just wants to come out and say like oh yeah we're gonna change the name blah blah like the nfl they they was dogging kaepernick and now all of a sudden they want to be like the uh pioneers of change in the black community like come on I that that's just you know saving face. So mm-hmm. we have to learn how to pick and and tell, be able to tell what is just saving face versus what is actually true and you know heart change. Like someone has a change of heart. So yeah, it just comes down, just comes yeah. down to really not giving these people like extra like credit or stuff like that for doing something that's right. Like you don't get credit throughout your day for not being racist. Like the fuck. Like that's just what a normal person would do. That's just what a normal entity would do. So like, 
right. just because they did something that's not racist. I, you don't you don't get extra sport publicity for that. Right. Yeah. And it's also, you know, we were saying a few episodes ago that Black Lives Matter, we were hoping that it wasn't just like a trend thing, mm-hmm. like, that we see change keep going. And it's slowed down as far as like the media coverage and uh, big companies making changes. But it's dope to see that some companies are still feeling the pressure to make changes. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I thought maybe if media coverage uh, died down, that these big companies would just give up and just be like, okay, well, we did this. That's it. It's dope to see that certain companies, whether it's genuine or not, they're making the changes they feel is needed to not hurt their bottom line. Because <laughs> changing the Redskins is going to be a big thing because they got to rebrand. They, and people had old merch. And that's going to be obsolete because they're going to have a new name. I mean, it might be like it might be like a collector thing then, but I don't know. It's an offensive name unless people really care about that. It's like I, it's going to hurt them money wise to rebrand that that team. So we'll see how that goes and how long it takes them to do that. Because right now they're just saying, "Well, we'll think about it. We don't know yet." I think I think when this whole thing goes down and they have to change, I think there's going to be a lot of Redskin fans who are resentful of this and are going to continue to try to wear their merch and they're only going to wear the Redskins merch as uh, time progresses, just despite uh, you know the libs, just to own the libs, you know, it, fucking stupid liberals. Like you know, you want to change some some racial slur name? Fuck you, you're soft. Yeah, the yeah. NFL. Yeah, the, I think the NFL fan base is kind of. I mean, as we saw with Kaepernick and stuff, it's kind of toxic. So I had a older to middle-aged white people Bro. that support. I mean, you know, everybody, black people love the NFL too. But the way the NFL totally just went against Cap, Bro. like it was a big thing to where the teams also didn't mess with them anymore. So yeah. obviously the teams have that viewpoint. And yeah. a lot of them are older white owners. Some of the, I remember we talked about it. They said, let the slate, don't let the uh, inmates run the prison. They they need a reform. They need black owners. They need something. And this it, is just more proof. It took the greatest quarterback I've seen in my entire life. The the like probably a generational talent. Like we'll never see another Patrick Mahomes to say something about black lives actually mattering and that the NFL was wrong on this Kaepernick situation for anybody to fucking listen. For yeah. anybody. The only reason why they actually cared, I know there were some other stars, Michael Thomas, all this. Then they they can kind of be replaced. Patrick Mahomes, fucking Mr. Five Hundred Million Dollars, can't can't be replaced, bro. He says yeah. some shit, so they had to listen. So yeah. I I appreciate that the players were coming together to make them say this kind of stuff. But again, NFL, you don't get no brownie points, bro. Fuck y'all. Y'all niggas was against against Kaepernick back in the day. Fuck y'all. Yep. <laughs> I agree. Keep them straight. I, I agree. I, that's why I haven't been fully supporting the NFL ever since then because of that either. I just feel like it's a it's a weird league because most of the players are black, but they didn't want to support us when it mattered the most. They wanted to paint Kaepernick like a villain, especially black. when oh, especially what? when the NBA was supporting us just fine. Blackball him from the league and then make him go to court and take a settlement because they wanted to keep him out. And even now, he's not in the league. I know he's not the best player at this point, but still, it's, it's, it's just weird, bro. It's weird. We got a, we got a message from one of our um, our viewers uh, just sent in the mail. It said, Lee wants to look like Patrick Mahomes himself, so that's why he's uh, repping for Patty, Patty Mahomes. Uh, I can't say that's uh, that's false. I mean, I, who wouldn't want to look like Patrick Mahomes, bro? Yeah, well, I mean, okay, all right. 
So anyways, are you talking about corporations and stuff getting in deep shit? TikTok. Yeah, that's on everybody's mind right now because we all in quarantine. We all looking at TikToks and shit. No, we not. No, we not. Okay, not us. But a lot of America is looking at TikToks and stuff. You know, you see people with upwards of like 20 million uh, followers on TikTok just to see somebody do some little dances and stick their tongue out and shit. Okay. Uh, but they are in deep water. As y'all know, we have addressed this already uh, with their uh, malicious uh, data hoarding and asking for data that most other socials don't ask for. And they are also from China. If you know anything about our government, you say China one time, it's a complete trigger word. They seen that document. They was like, fuck no. Chinese spying on us? Fuck no. Yeah, out of here. TikTok is banned. What do y'all what do y'all think about this? You know, things for the better, for for the worse, what? Yeah, bro. They culture vultures. Good. Get TikTok out of here, bro. Um that's it. We don't we we don't need TikTok in here over here taking our dance moves taking our music you know what i'm saying forget tiktok now i mean it now as for like the whole spying thing you know the chinese spying on us and whatnot what am i surprised no like no mm-hmm. they bro these businesses been selling our information facebook you know they got called out for that uh, a few years back i don't remember the exact year it was but They've been called out for doing that too. Our information is out there, so if you didn't, if you didn't uh, download the app and sign up, hey, you did yourself a favor. <laughs> so that's my take on it. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok is an interesting thing because you know, just like you're saying, all these apps take our data. But supposedly with TikTok, TikTok is way worse because the Chinese government is using it for, for for malicious reasons. They're trying to use it to either sell or keep track of people. Even out here, certain certain people that they want to uh, attack or try to figure out what their tendencies are, and then they could abuse that in their own country. Um, that's what I'm hearing, and I don't. See, the thing is with the app is when I was first hearing this, I didn't know if I wanted it banned because I feel like the government interfering with an app that people have already adjusted to. Like, I've never heard about, at least in my time, a government, the government going out their way to ban an app like that. Like, that's, that's, that's crazy to me. Like, the government is just saying this app is worthless. It's a spyware. We need to get rid of it, even if it's on your phone already. You cannot be using this in this country. With everything, like, I don't know if it's the best move. I I. I guess whatever they're collecting from us, they must be hiding something or something for it to be that bad where they're banning it. Maybe it's because we have tension with China right now. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, even though I don't like TikTok and what it does and what it promotes to a certain degree. I don't know how I feel about the government censoring people from using the app. Well, you can still, you can still get it, download it. it looks no, like. they're going to ban it. They're going, yeah. They're, oh, they're going to, it hasn't, it hasn't been. Yeah. They're, the government is, talking about it and today there was a big thing because certain people that i mean not certain everyone who used tiktok they were saying on twitter that the likes and the views weren't showing up for tiktoks anymore and people were saying did the government ban it already or is it just down i think people were still figuring that out because it was crazy to see like because we saw an article say tiktok is going to be banned and then or they're thinking about banning it and then today tiktok was like not working for people 
just to just to for the sake of clarity, uh, all all websites and apps that ask for like cookies and terms of service agreements, they all sell your data. Every oh. every single one of them. It's just uh, TikTok does take a, a bit more. There was a Reddit post on somebody who had supposedly reverse engineered all the apps and seen what kind of data they take. And uh, there were some kind of suspect things that they were taking from people uh, in general. So there's that. And then also our government, our government does not like the Chinese government. So that just plays a role into it in itself. Do I think TikTok deserves to be banned? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, India did it. And they're just downloading Triller now. So you can just use Triller. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Um, and yeah, just I, the, the other side of the coin, really, if you if you didn't want it to be banned is because you're a consumer or you're a TikTok creator and you say your your main source of uh, revenue comes from, from TikTok. And then to AC's point, you're culture vultures anyways. You're making money off of somebody else. You're not really doing anything that's... <laughs> I don't know. You're not making your own trends. You're, you're taking trends from other people, other cultures, and just kind of putting them on a, a website that gets a lot of views and you're making money that way. Is that kind of sleazy? Yeah. So do I feel bad? No. But think about it. Like I said, I haven't heard about the government going out their way to censor an app from people. I get what you're saying about India, but out here, from what I know, do I remember any, do you guys remember any other app having this happen? I, the only things that i have seen that could pertain to this would be uh the company that was building 5g towers in china was no longer allowed to make uh these towers in america and a couple of other places like in europe so chinese companies in general have just been kind of pushed out and uh excommunicated to a degree so tiktok is a media company so it's still a company and even though it is a, like a social platform, we haven't really seen a social pl- platform come out of China like TikTok to blow up like this. So it is kind of just like a once in a once in a blue moon type of thing. You're saying that, but do you remember specifically an app being banned from your devices that you guys maybe had before? Mm-mm. No, that the government Flappy. literally stepped in and said this app. Flappy Bird didn't get banned though. The, the <laughs> developer took it down because he was getting so much hate. Um, <laughs> This is, this is, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if this, like, I don't know if this is a warning of things to come. Cause like, like we're saying, we have tension with China right now, but that's a big move in my opinion. And even though I, I agree with certain reasons why they're taking the app away from people. I don't know if I like the government being able to just say, fuck it, we're going to ban this app. Like, um, and Trump was also trying to pass a bill that gives him certain power about things that happen on the internet. I'm not saying this totally relates to that, but I'm, we don't want the government to start to censor our internet and what apps we use. Right. I get, I get where you're coming from, Ray. Like I, the, to do it for safety reasons, to ban TikTok for safety reasons is great, but relinquishing our ability to do what we want to do. That's what's dangerous. Like we're giving the government all the power, essentially saying like, you can't have this, you can't do this, you can't do that's dangerous. Yeah. I get where you're coming from. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm not saying that's totally going to happen, but this could be a precedent for that happening. Right. Uh, I don't think, I, I hope not. I'm hoping I'm just overthinking it, but you see what the government's been doing recently, and it's kind of scary, you know, with COVID and everything. It just seems like they don't know what they're doing, and this could be a part of that, them pushing something on us, especially because they don't like China right now. It's like China. Yeah. I don't know. 
I think scary. That the, I think that the worst thing that's going to come out of this is ultimately we're going to spawn a whole new generation of Karens right here and now. Somebody's yeah. going to take away their freedom to do one thing, and they are going to throw the biggest online bitch fit we have ever seen in the history of bitch fits all over any social media that you're at because yeah. they're a little precious TikTok in a way. Just like people being told to wear a mask, it's not that big of a deal. But uh, to them, uh, it's such a big deal. And we're about to get fucking bombarded. <sighs> I don't wear underwear for the same. I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't wear underwear. Thank ah, you. you dirty. Oh, and also, also, we're yeah, like I agree with Ellie. We're gonna start to see TikTokers try to move over to different platforms, and that's gonna be funny, especially if their livelihood was TikTok. That's gonna be crazy to see that affected because if you made a lot of money using that app and making a career out of that, like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna move? Like, maybe you, like you said, you're gonna move to Trailer, or you're gonna move to Byte, YouTube, YouTube, oh. YouTube. You can't use music like that. You're gonna get copyright claims. I know. Please That's leave what I'm YouTube alone. Please like, leave it alone. It's, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens if this actually fully goes through. It's one of those things where I think it's starting to happen. We'll see how it goes. But it's just crazy to see the government using its power to uh, ban an app. I haven't heard of that before, or seen yeah. that. Seen that. You know. I don't know. Yeah. Definitely don't want any freedoms taken away. Uh, definitely <laughs> don't want to, definitely don't want to take away any freedoms just because that's you know something that Americans idolize uh, is having our freedoms. So yeah, I can see that point, and I can also see the point of just it's malicious and uh, shouldn't be around. All what right, yes. So we gonna talk about this uh, little little couple of local projects that we got from my boys about from my boys out in Baltimore. We got. Top Goon Sea Rock. Yes. All right, let's let's just start this. So this is an album from a local Baltimore artist, obviously. Uh, I haven't heard much from him other than this. I'll check out a few other tracks that he got on Apple Music. Uh, but I definitely can see the potential in this artist. Uh, some of my favorite tracks off here are Aha, The Real Me, and Respect. Throughout this whole project, he just kind of gives you a uh, flows about his day-to-day life living on the streets street rap ain't dead niggas going hard throughout he's got captivating flows throughout yeah aha was definitely the the, the highlight track uh of the yeah. whole thing. just mm-hmm. really really gritty um you know uh as real as it can get in storytelling he has a really good storytelling capability of telling you about the shit that he goes through on the daily mm-hmm. and just there's nothing there's nothing i can say bad about this just the the solid flows the the beat selection was cool uh the features i I love the features you local baltimore dudes i don't know any of them but everybody who came on here was pretty solid they fit in pretty well stylistically and i think that this is just really solid uh 30 minute little project they dropped yeah i know i know this dude wow we be uh playing 2K. It's my boy, my boy from Baltimore. He cool. He a OG, and he been doing this for a minute. I remember when he sent me his SoundCloud. I was like, yeah, it's cool. He, you know, he doing some SoundCloud stuff. But I feel like I kept up with some of his drops. I feel like he's been trying to improve, and then with this one, it was quite noticeable. I think the way he's promoting it is dope too. You know, he's trying to make sure niggas start to know his name. That's dope. 
because I could feel the hunger on this project, like literally. Like Deadly is saying, he comes really hard with his storytelling. That was one thing I also know, like storytelling. A lot of people, they ain't, they ain't telling stories like this no more, especially in this hardcore gangster slash like aggressive rap. Like they, they just going off. They just talking shit. Like you were talking shit, but you were also telling a story while talking shit. That's what was dope about it. Like Deadly says, he talks about trapping, struggling to make it, you know, from where he's from. He got a good rap voice, especially when he gets into his deeper register, like where he's like, like, like crack pipes. Man. Yeah, bro. Like <laughs> he was going in. Like it was in a lot of like like Deadly saying, a lot like crack pipes. Like he was just listing paraphernalia, guns, whatever it was you want to hear from these type of rappers, these trap rappers, he got it for you. Yep. For real, right? Am I tripping? No, facts. No, facts. Um Aha was my favorite track also. I love the bar where he says, head, neck, chest, liver. I just let you decide. Kill yourself for I spray. And now that's a do do or die. I'm laughing while I'm saying the line because the way he says it, he's really pat. Like, it sounds like he really about to do that shit to you. He going to yep. kill you, bro. And you get to make a selection where it's at. I, I, I feel like I wasn't familiar with any of the features, but they all did dope job. I feel like when he's in his bag is when he's over them groovy samples. Like, where it's, like, just an OG sample. He starts off with an OG sample usually, and then he comes in hard on it. That reminds me of them OG gangster rappers where they didn't have trap beats, and they were just rapping over old samples. Yep. And that, he's that, got, got yeah. those, like, melodic uh, voices, just, like, kind of airy vocals in the background, mm-hmm. and he just makes it work. He just delivers that, you know, kind of the other side of the coin, that real rough type uh voice and it just lays over it so well i don't know what really makes it work mm-hmm. but i guess it's tried and true since like the 80s and the 90s honestly because that's yeah what people would always used to use is those neo soul r&b vocals and then they would just rap hard over those and so it works really well for him yeah i i feel like that's when he's in his bag the most i mean but he also does the trap just yelling at you or talking shit to you pretty well too um if you want if if you want to listen to some rap, hardcore gangster rap with no BS, no politics, because he's a person trying to make it right now and he's trying to hustle, he's showing that with his raps and how hungry he is. This is a recommended listen. If you like this sound where he's also he's doing the new stuff, he also, like I said, throwing it back a little bit and still doing it well. And he's storytelling while doing he's painting you Baltimore in a way. This is a recommended listen. Uh, my favorite tracks were Aha, Kamikaze, and Days. Yep. Yep, all great tracks too. And mm-hmm. honestly, I mean, this is just speaking in general, but when a rapper is really hungry, you can hear it on the mic. You can hear when somebody really wants it, really wants to, you know, have their music heard, have their ideas heard, and it just makes it that much more listenable, that much more charismatic. And I think that this is a really impassioned project that people should check out just like you know we were talking about last week we were talking about the little mermaid how impassioned that was you put that passion into the mic like that over these type beats like good beats you're gonna get listens you're gonna get plays hey we're gonna check for you we're gonna shout you out because we really appreciate somebody who's on the grind who's trying to trying to get it mm-hmm. yep definitely shout out to top goon sea rock Yes, sir. We're going to have at his ads and under our social posts and shit. And uh, we'll put them into the uh, podcast description as well. So y'all can go check those. Okay. So next one, we're going to talk about something that came out in May time. I had heard this project for the first time right when it dropped. Didn't really resonate with me right away. 
short, short little project. It's a BHD, also known as Black Hearted Demon EP by Seti Hendrix. Only six songs, 16 minutes. Ray, I, I kind of want to hear what you have to say on it first, bro. Deadly put me on this dude. Didn't, I haven't heard of him. Going into it, I was like, oh yeah, he's from Florida. I saw his older stuff and I clicked in his name and I was like, I don't know how much I'm going to be into this. Um, but I was impressed because even though he does the mix of auto-tune, crooning, and rapping, his topics, just like we were saying about Top Gun, they revolved around uh, pain and trap shit. He wasn't storytelling like Top Gun, but he was energetic. And he can't, I, I don't know what it was, but he represents Florida. And you can hear that, on, especially on the track, um, We Got Him In. Um, it's weird though because he doesn't necessarily like hella have that Florida sound but it's just he comes hard and you can hear it sometimes in the way he talks a little bit because on We Got Him In it's with OMB Peasy mm. OMB Peasy he's from out here and it like I'm saying like dude sounds like he's from Florida but he definitely easily pulls off mixing sounds and mixing flows from different places that's why I fuck with this project more than I thought I would I think his name is a reference to future I'm assuming the Hendrix not J- woe J- me Jimmy no future Hendrix you know how they call future Hendrix I know but like who's the first person to have the name Hendrix but the way he spells it right or am I tripping I might be just crazy future doesn't spell it like that you tripping you sure yeah look that shit up man i'm telling you either way i if he was okay i think the reference with his name is the future and that's dope if so because the beats are definitely wavy on this i'm not saying i hear a direct influence but i can see maybe why just like like he mix he mixes he's well he does really well mixing sounds from different places and even the way he flows he switches the flows up pretty pretty fast he's on generation now which is cool for him. I noticed that on the um, where it has the label under it when I got to the last track. Mm-hmm. And okay, that's cool for him. Hopefully, he's not he had never gets in a situation like Lil Uzi Vert because I feel like this dude has some talent. He's different in his own way, and that's dope. That generation now is trying to push out different artists that are trying to you know have their own little lane. And uh, my favorite tracks are "We Got Him In," "Hands Down," and "Need You." Yeah, so I really appreciate Seti's sound too because, you know, it is really uh, diverse. He has said in interviews that I've seen that the, you know, the Florida game being so competitive as it is, it's really hard for people to carve out their own sound, carve out their own groove into the game. So I feel like that really pushed him to make some, to make stuff like this where, you know, even though he is using auto-tune, uh, like a lot of other rappers in the game, he does it in his own way and he he creates a, a certain vibe that is just unique to, to him. Uh, it, it might sound a little R&B-ish, uh, but it's good. It's, it's good, good music overall. I really loved Emotional. I really loved, or Emotional Part 2. I really loved Hands Down, and I really loved Pimpin' with Nip. Uh, I thought the, that was a nice tribute, tribute song at the end, and I thought – hands down uh easily hands down the best track on the entire ep 
pretty hard. Yeah, just his his topics uh, that he he goes through are are really nice uh, and and hands down. Got a little shoddy with him, you know, gripping on the thigh and shit, just chilling with her. And it's just it's just funky, it's groovy. It's something I really appreciate. I went back, I looked at some of his other music as well. He's got a mega hit for for his size at least in a a song Loki off of his last project. Uh, roots too so he's really been picking up steam now i really think he's somebody that people should be paying attention to at least a little bit he is really underground he's really low-key this was just an ep mixtape i seen on dat piff and i was just like fuck it this nigga's cool we gotta put him on i'm looking forward to what he's doing next i don't think that roots two is like the strongest album because uh, i don't know if it was really an album but i don't think it was the strongest i think that bhd was just cool that he's just throwing on a couple of vibes on there and they all just kind of rocked well together i think i really want something more from him as far as material goes i know he's got it really good stylistically and he's got a good sound good ear for beats and he's got some really nice flows that he can get into but i want to see something that's a little bit more focused because he does say that good kid mad city is one of his favorite it is his favorite album of all time so maybe give us something that's thematic that's talking about your experiences in florida just so i can get to know you better as an artist that's just something that i'd be looking for from him see if he's got that capability if he's got that kind of range but overall what he gives us on here is dope it's dope yeah. I, I love the I love the whole six songs, all sixteen minutes. I don't really have any skips on here either, uh, even mm. though my uh, my favorites aren't the same as yours. It's just different ranking, honestly. Yeah, I, it wasn't any skips. Like I said, I was I was impressed. Pimping with Nip was fighting for that other spot. You know, I I just select three tracks, and Pimping with Nip was fighting for that extra spot because uh, or for the last spot because I like if I'm not mistaken, that's the one with the sample on it too. I don't I don't know where that sample was, but I checked out his other stuff, like you said, and Low Key is his most popular song, and that's him rapping over an SWV song I really like, mm-hmm. a sample, and that's his most popular song on Apple Music, so I don't think it's a coincidence that he could do that really well then. Yeah, uh, his, his sample game is, is pretty, uh, pretty pretty crazy. He said, pretty on point. He said that as soon as he heard that beat, he knew that that was going to be the biggest hit, biggest song on that project. It was gonna well, be that's, well, that's dope for him, because he knows what he's doing. He's plotting, um, keep doing it, and keep getting better, because uh, I had never heard it do before, and this was like a good introduction for me. It was like I feel like for an EP, if you're gonna introduce, like I haven't fully gone and checked out the other stuff. I heard like the popular songs and stuff that was on iTunes. I was like, okay, this if this it may be. I gotta listen to older project. It might be a better introduction. But you're saying you don't really know. This was a good introduction because it showed his versatility and it was just a little teaser to make me like, okay, maybe I do want to get deeper into him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I don't really think that is necessarily bad. The Roots 2 is necessarily bad. I just think that for a 40-minute project, it didn't uh, fill out the time slot as well okay. as, as this 16-minute little project did. Because, you know, it, it's a it's a short amount of time, so obviously he's going to give you the best of the best uh, throughout. So I think he did really well. I think he can continue to do really well. Just you know keep keep working on it i, I appreciate seeing florida florida rappers start coming out again a little bit because you know soundcloud's dead now so we don't have a soundcloud avenue i know that's how florida usually was getting their people on the map and we don't really have anybody in florida that's like you know putting people on consistently so it's cool i want to i want to see more from florida in general like who's the last thing i've seen come out of florida with fucking glock nine yeah um, yeah I don't yeah. know. I don't know how long that how long ago that was. And you know, he he really has not been dropping anything crazy 
as of late. So appreciate it. Appreciate you uh, giving us this EP, man. Yeah. Dope, 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 dope shit. So with that being said, uh, y'all ready to get in these tunes? Yes, sir. Hey, AC. AC, what's popping? Brand new whip just hopped in. I got options. Pass that shit like <laughs> so uh Jack Harlow has come out with a remix to the hit What's Poppin' featuring Tory Lanez, the baby, and Lil Wayne. Oh man. Ray, Ray Love had his hand up. Uh he wants to speak to the audience, so I'm gonna let him real quick. I liked it. I like this. I like the remix. Usually with me, a remix can be either like, why did you do the remix? Because either the verses are pretty much the same and then they just add a feature. Or they didn't change their verse that well. I feel like Jack Harlow, he did a good job mixing up his, like changing his verse. And then the features did like a solid job. The weakest one to me was Lil Wayne, but Lil Wayne's a legend, so I'll give him a pass. I'll let him slide. No, <laughs> we, we can't give kid Lil Wayne passes, bro. Last, well, this is the thing. I'm not, I knew, he had the weakest verse, but I'm giving him a pass because it wasn't like complete trash. That's, I've heard Lil Wayne drop complete trash recently. And that was just like mid. It was like, okay. They gave him the last verse too, so I think it kind of stuck out. That's the only issue. But Tory Lanez, Tory Lanez had the best. He was the best new feature on it. Even though I'm not the biggest fan of Tory Lanez, but Tory Lanez has been stepping up recently. I think it's because the attention he's getting from Quarantine Radio, he's really using it. He's using it well. And that's dope for him. The baby did what the baby did. I mean, <laughs> it's the baby. But I like the remix. I thought it was solid. It added a new flavor to the track. I, I don't have an issue with it. A- AC don't give a shit about this fucking remix. He's like, fuck this shit, bro. I ain't, gonna, I ain't got <laughs> nah, nothing to say. Nah, I, I mean, it's it, like, same thing. I'm, I'm, well, I'm really just about to go in on Lil Wayne because Lil Wayne, you, it's sad to say, bro, because you, you, you're a legend in the rap game, but the stuff you've been putting out lately is hot garbage. Like, I mean, it, it ain't good. You, you, you easily was the weakest person on this track. You, you, you know, you, you tie with the baby. Like the baby, even the baby came in with a couple of bars, no cap. Like he came in with a couple, couple of little one-liners, little hitter quitters. But the baby, like Ray Love said, the baby did what the baby did. Like he just came on and did his normal, you know, same, same flow, same everything. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> same thing. You know what I'm saying? Tory Lanez, he did he did his thing. He's cool. I'm not a humongous fan of Tory Lanez, but yeah, he's not bad. Um, I do agree with Ray. I think he really is. You know, he got a, a lot of flame with that radio thing, that quarantine radio, and that's what you got to do. When you, when you popping off on something, you got to use that and use that to your ability to, you know, gain more followers or work on your craft so that people will gravitate towards you. So, Overall, the, the remix, I think it's worse than the original song. Me, personally. I would have just... He, Jack Harlow should have just kept the original piece, but it's whatever. You get, a, you get a chance to work with some artists, some top-name artists. That's good for him. My thoughts on remixes in general, I really don't like when people touch them. Uh, if, if I'm going to be honest, like the remix with uh, Megan's uh, Savage and Doja Coons, fucking whatever song that was. The remake... The remixes, bro, like, they really ain't for me. Like, I get what I get out of the song initially, and then I don't really go back to it like that. I'll maybe listen to the remix one time, and then that's about it. This is basically the same for me. I, the baby, 
I, I, as much as I hate hating on the baby because I, I really liked the baby when he was coming up, it's safe to say he's not going to give us anything new. Tory Lanes, I'm not a big fan of him, but his flow on here uh, was pretty nice. I like Jack Harlow's reinvented uh, verse. I think it was pretty good. Uh, Little Wayne just sounded like classic day Little Wayne today. He didn't really give us anything new. He kind of used some like he just kind of changed up a little bit of Jack Harlow's bars sometimes and put that in his verse. And I was like, that's kind of lazy, but you know, whatever. It's Lil Wayne. But yeah, just stop stop remixing hits like this. They don't really need a remix. What's Poppin' didn't need a remix, like AC said. I think it was good on its own. Um Jack Jack, just focus on the next project, bro. That's it. Thing is with remixes, bro, when they're done really well, they can add a whole new flavor to the track and it can be dope. Now, this one wasn't the craziest remix. Um, but like for example, when Black Hippie does remixes, I want that remix. Okay. When they're all yeah, that's what I mean. Like when certain people do a remix, it's worth the remix. It's like, okay, this is dope, this is fresh. I get to hear more killer MCs and more dope ass flows and verses on the track. But I get what you're saying that a lot of them, especially nowadays in the mainstream, I feel like a lot of remixes are lazy. It was just like, oh, okay, we'll just throw in that extra verse. And then that's a remix. Like, back in the day when people used to do remakes, like P. Diddy, all of them, when they used to do remakes, they used to be crazy. Like, that, that was a thing back in the day. Like, they did videos for them and everything. Like, yeah. It's so, just, be- it's become a money grab at this point, though. That's why. Just I'm- like deluxe albums. Just like people do deluxe albums. Like, back in the day, that was a thing. When people used to die- buy physical albums, like, uh, Usher, I think, did it, where he's like, he dropped a whole n- a few tracks and that was crazy like for r&b album he dropped like a deluxe and it sold like hotcakes like certain people can get away with it especially back in the days but nowadays when everything's digital is it's obviously a money grab unless you adding deluxe tracks that are like crazy everybody dropping damn deluxe that's like a thing now again the fucking floodgate bro like come on bro that's like the new gimmick it's the new gimmick because people were complaining about long albums. Think about it. people were complaining about long albums. So what they did was they said, you know what? We're going to drop a smaller one at first and then give you a bunch of bonus tracks and call it Deluxe. Yes. I mean, I guess I appreciate it sometimes, but like, I feel like you got them, you got them hard tracks, bro. Just put it all in one thing so I can analyze the piece. But I mean, these aren't really conscious pieces and well we get some but i feel like a lot of projects we get today aren't conscious pieces they're just radio hits and shit so yeah it doesn't really matter if you make it deluxe because it's just more radio plays and yeah. you can stay relevant for longer yeah so, more streams yeah i totally i totally understand it um but like you were saying black hippie remix on fucking that part bro like where kendrick Ooh. kendrick fucking goes and gives you like what uh Eight ninety rhymes in his verse or something like that, and then some little tiny ass verse. Holy shit, bro! Mm-hmm. Kendrick's rhyme schemes. Give me that album, nigga. Give me the fucking album. Right I heard now. it's done. I heard right it's now. done. Yeah, they playing Corona. I hate Corona. COVID. Is my COVID is my enemy right now. It's my number one. Uh, what's it called nemesis because it's delaying all these amazing releases. Fuck, Fuck COVID. Fuck that nigga COVID. It's killing our people. Little bitch. Fuck this shit, bro. <laughs> Excuse my language. But fuck it's COVID. It's okay. The the Lord will forgive you on the month of Sundays. Just like we're talking about right now. Month of Sundays. Hey. <laughs> by Bodie James. New single. Hey. Hey, AC, I know you are a Sunday man yourself. I want you to... <laughs> I want you to give your thoughts on month of Sundays first. Hey, this came, this came out a minute ago, though. That's all right. 
It's all right, bro. We don't have to talk about everything that's like new, new. I mean, it was, no, I know. I'm just saying, y'all. When when y'all peeped this? That's I'm asking you. When y'all? It came. This? It came out like last month, like in the middle yeah. of last month. Yeah. So I, we peeped it. Like I peeped it kind of when it came out, but we didn't put it on the list for some reason. I think it just. So. Yeah. Well, no, I was checking it out because he put a little snippet on uh Twitter. Yeah, that was dope, bro. I just heard the Marvin, and I was Oof. like, bro, that's cold. Like I was like, that is tough. You know, you know me. You know me. I'm a I'm a Marvin guy myself. You know, I I got to rep the Marvin Gaye. So when he came on with that, it's like, man, that's cold. Man, you know, he came in, did his thing on it. It really did. Uh, the bars was cool. It really just, for me, to be honest, for me, was the beat. Like, I, I just, that was rocking with me. That was cool. That's a A-plus for me. That's all I got to say about it. Shout out to Boy yeah. Gang. That one. Yeah, no, and definitely. Loser. Definitely. The beat, beat definitely carried a little bit, but Bodie had, Bodie had a cool uh, flow on the whole thing. Um, and he brought some real energy that we haven't really seen from his last album. It was kind of a different energy and showing you that he could really spit on the, on the mic. So I appreciate that. Um, it was a really good song and uh, I'm looking forward to this new deluxe that he's dropping. Oh yeah. That's going to be dope. Yeah. But it's a little bit more spaced out than what we usually see because now we're seeing people drop deluxes like two weeks later or like three yeah. weeks later. This one has been a, it's been a while since uh, Price of Tea China came out. Yeah. Um, that was like the beginning of uh, – Beginning of this year. Pan, uh, no, it was the beginning of the pandemic, right? Quarantine. Like March. I, it was like February, bro. It was. came out like February. Yeah, it was beginning of so, year. Yeah, like beginning of pandemic. Yeah, a little bit before quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that album. That was my album of the year beginning of this year. It's still up there. I I I, I was going back and playing it recently because I saw that on Twitter that uh, the little hint about the the deluxe. I was like, I went back. I was like, yo, this album's still crazy, bro. And then this little single. I don't know if this is a bonus track. If so, that's dope because I love this track. I've been playing it just like AC said. The beat on it is crazy. Mm. Um, I love that sample. To figure out who that producer was, it's B Mills. You did a great job. You did an amazing job with that sample. And Bodie just wrote it. Like, the thing is with Bodie, bro, he's a chill dude, like, on the beat. But, like, he says a lot of, like, I, it's not really aggressive, but, he, like, he just basically is, like, the street. As long as the streets love me, I'm good money. And that's true. He's an underground rapper. I think he knows he's going to stay underground at this point. Unless, for some reason, the rap game changes. He's like, as long as my fans are streaming this and messing with me in the streets, I'm good. And that's true, bro, because it's like, I'm going to support this. I'm going to support him. And the fact that he got signed to Griselda, that's even doper. Now he's around people, I feel like, that can help him push forward in the underground and and uh, make him even go a little bit deeper into his back. You know what I'm saying? Because he's going to be pushed by them, pushed by uh, West Side Gun, Benny the Butcher, Conway to be like, I'm in the same lane as these dudes. And that album, I think, proved it. But now I want to see what he does with his next project and with his deluxe on this label. That's going to be, that's crazy to me. I feel like his sound too uh, meshes well with Griselda. Like, they, yep. yeah, he has that gritty sound and, you know, Griselda is all about that, you know, grit. You know what I'm saying? In the street, they, and they, and they, they coke. They in the, <laughs> in the street doing the slanging and all that. So he has a new, he just released a new single too. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's it's off the the deluxe. No, he's talking about um, pots and pans. Pots and pans. Yeah. Oh, he did. He just. Ooh, I didn't hear it. Really? Yeah. It's it's one of the the tracks on on the oh, uh, deluxe. I'm excited. 
he's also it. he's also got another song called Don Flamingo. Shout out One Piece, greatest shonen anime of all time. I uh, just gotta put that out there. Oh, the track list for the I just noticed that the, he just up the uploaded the deluxe edition tracks, and this isn't on there. So yeah, it's not. It's a bonus. It makes sense though because it's not produced by Alchemist, and maybe these other ones are just gonna be also produced by Alchemist. They they are they are produced by Alchemist. That's but, why Alchemist tweeted about the deluxe. Okay, that's dope. I'm excited. I'm excited, bro. This is gonna be dope. I, I I have no doubt that these extra tracks are gonna be like whoa. I'm gonna call it right now. Don Flamingo is gonna be the the best track. Okay. If it, it's gonna be some, I, I'm predicting it's gonna be some like villainous ass shit. Let's move on to the next. Let's move on to the next. On to the next one. Complete the phrase. Pop. Smoke. Can't say pop Take without, the, without smoke. the smoke. I couldn't live. <laughs> <laughs> pop smoke. New album. Super the star just came out. Just mm-hmm. came out. What is your initial thoughts on the album? This is a solid. Uh, album for someone who passed away i didn't know what to expect because you know as we've seen with x as we've seen with other artists even with tupac back in the day when a few of those after death albums uh, some of them were cool some of them were not that cool you know when you get when you get what's left over depending on how much the artist worked on that and you just don't have features on it sometimes it clicks sometimes it don't i feel like with this album pop smoke obviously had uh, idea in mind. That's why 50, like he was already working with 50 Cent a little bit. And then 50 Cent just took what he could and finished it. I think that um, this is what he would have wanted to put out if he was here. It might have been a little bit better, but this is, this. I think this is as close as you're going to get. I'm not the biggest Pop Smoke fan. Still not the biggest Pop Smoke fan, but I appreciate what he brings to the game. I appreciate what he did for the New York sound. Because um, a lot of people from New York nowadays don't sound like they're from New York or they like biting some other sound. I feel like he keeps it New York. Like I, 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 and that's what I miss about him not being here because I feel like he would have got to see what his music did for the game now. Because other people are starting to take it, take it and run with it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it didn't work for me, especially with the singing tracks. I feel like they were hit or miss. Some of the features didn't really work for me either, like Tyga. And Roddy let me down. I expected a little bit, Roddy to go a little harder on the woo. Get Tiger out of here, man. But Tiger, yeah, Tiger was a, like, what? Like, Ooh. as soon as he came on, I was like, why is he on this album? I don't know why people throw Tiger on their album still. Uh, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Um, I don't think it will be one of my favorites of the year, um, but it definitely had a lot of highlights on it. And my favorite tracks were Got It On Me. That Mini Men sample was cool, especially because, you know, people, you know, uh, Pop Smoke looked up to 50. And to hear him to be able to reimagine it in his own way. That was dope. Aim for the Moon and 44 Bulldog. Those are my favorite tracks. That's what I, that's, those are the tracks I'm really going to take from this. Stay AC. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say it, say it right off the bat. Not a huge fan of Pop Smoke. So, I mean, he got a, he got some dope singles and he, he know, he liked the way that I move. He liked the way that I ride. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You know what I'm saying? He got some dope singles. But as for as for this album, I do believe that it was a, a good – I think it was a good posthumous album. I, I, it was long. It, it was 19 songs. Uh, it was pretty long. But, I mean, it's whatever. It's not bad. I'm not mad at it. My favorite song, though, on the album is probably Creature. I don't know. I mess with Sway Lee. 
People, people hate on Swaley. I, I mess with Swaley. I think Swaley comes in and he, he, he knows how to hop on a track. He, he, yeah. You know, he has good vocals and he has a good sound. I like his sound. Like, it's a dope sound. Uh, another track I really messed with was um, – well, I did – I really did mess with West Coast. Minus Tiger, though. Yeah. Minus Tiger. Like, I don't – I'm with you, Ray. I don't understand why they put him on – No. I don't know. No. <laughs> but – it, he 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 is known for being on songs and being on hits. Really, like he he has been on a lot of hits. That's one thing we cannot discredit. Like Tiger has been on a lot of hits, so maybe yeah. you just think like you know he's a hit maker or a hit inspire. I don't I don't know, but that was another good track. Minus him, uh, for tonight was good too. I I actually like both verses by Lil Baby and the Baby. So. I mean, I think, like, just overall, I think this was a good – it was a pretty cool album, you know. But uh, rest in peace, Pop Smoke, for, for sure. You know what yep. I'm saying? You know, I'm still going to shake shake Hey, shake Hey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shake our, so, first and, first and foremost, rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Uh, I'm not going to say I got a lot from this album. Uh, very feature-heavy uh, throughout. Um some of the features definitely killed songs for me. Like Ray was saying, uh, I didn't really like Tyga. I didn't really like Sway Lee. I didn't really like the baby on here. Uh, just, just generally like, okay. It's an okay album. Uh, like Ray was saying, Got It On Me is a great track. Great rendition of uh, Many Men. One of my favorite tracks. Uh, also, Enjoy Yourself is one of my favorites. Mood Swings with Lil TJ. I like Lil TJ. Um, I liked Future on Snitching. I, I really appreciated the Snitching song in general. Is uh, We were talking about shots at uh, 6 9 earlier. Um, I'm glad that, you know, niggas ain't really standing for this shit and they're going to say some, some say something about it, about Snitching, like, because some bitch-made shit. I'm glad somebody finally said it in the game. Like, goddamn, took y'all long enough. Uh, but, you know, cool overall – uh, production was clean on it. it. It seemed like it was made with a lot of love. Pop Smoke's not really uh, in my uh, taste palette for music, so I'm not going to front like um, like his number one fan or something, but it was cool cool to check out. Definitely give it a listen. I think... Pay I respect. Yeah, and I think that it showed that he was trying to be more diverse. He wasn't a one-trick pony. Like, you know, everyone knows him for that yeah. drill sound. Yeah, and there was some unexpected turns where he was like I said, he was singing. Some of it was hit or miss for me, but I feel like I'm. It kind of made me sad listening to it a little bit because I could see him working on that, and it would be like it would have been dope to see how diverse and how he would have progressed his sound. Because he was out, like he was he was one of the innovators as far as like worldwide for that sound, claiming the coast, and to see him get taken away from us so young and. During his prime or the start of his prime is sad as hell. Like you're saying, like y'all saying, rip, uh, RIP, pop smoke. Woo Wednesdays, baby. We're going to keep it going. We're yeah. Keep it going. Uh, a lot of this stuff I feel like was already done because 50 has said that he recorded around like three or four tracks or something, but he didn't really want to over 50 the album. He didn't want to make it his own album. It's, it's about pop. It's yep. about pop smoke. So uh, shout out 50 for being really respectful towards uh pop smoke and doing something that the people loved uh in general yep okay all right next topic we are going to talk about but idk and friends 2 came out 
the soundtrack, Basketball Country soundtrack. I'm going to start this bitch off. Man. Let them know. Anybody who is saying this is buns, you can go and shove your head up somebody else's ass. Like, this fuck is out of here. Fuck you, nigga. Play. I was playing, playing. Damn, he said fuck you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right. So, anyways, anyways, most of the features on here, really good because IDK and friends. So, he's got his friends on here. Some of my favorite tracks, I'm going to just list them out for you. Square Up, Feed Juicy J. Yeah. Um, Bulletproof with Maxo Cream and Denzel. Awesome. And the discussion by with PMB Rock. Awesome. Tooth Fairy. Uh IDK banger with Rodney J producing it. Awesome. Uh pretty much everything on here hit. I don't think there was very many misses except for I would say Zanman did not really give me a very inspired inspiring what? performance you what? i know ray was saying earlier that he found it it was a funny verse yeah, yeah but like am i gonna listen to it on the regular do i think it's like overall good sounding song not really not really mm. uh do i find wale on here particularly interesting uh no so i mean but that's what you're gonna get with features you're not gonna get everybody hitting uh all the time what I like that track, bro. I like the the track for the ladies at the end. That was cool. Of course, he got Wale. You know, it was a, it was a gimme because he got the you know you got the I want you. He got the chick singing on there. You got Wale. Let me tell you my love expression. <laughs> it was, but I liked it. I, I feel like it was an IDK track. It wasn't really just a Wale track. I get yeah. what you're saying, though. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, I know. I, I think most of these songs are. So in some some facility, some way, have made themselves become like a IDK track. They don't really just sound like they're uh, feature oriented, like they're like he's conforming to the feature. Because ASAP Ferg on Muzzletop, I mean, maybe he helped fit them in a little bit more. But I was feeling them more like IDK and Juicy J vibes than I was feeling uh, ASAP Ferg. And then I think J- Juicy J was probably the only person that I think really took over a song with Square Up because that's I feel like that was a little bit more his song. But it was also a really good song. End of discussion, I felt like IDK kind of sounded like Kanye with his delivery on there. Mm, okay. At first, when it came on, I was like, he got Kanye on this bitch? And then I looked and I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, wait, no, that's, that's uh-huh. IDK. But uh, the flow and the, and the cadence, uh, the, his tone of voice just generally reminded me of Kanye. Uh, so a little bit inspired by Juicy J and Kanye, I believe. Uh, not that that's a knock though, because I really appreciated this album. I think uh, Tooth Fairy is my favorite track overall. Just a a fucking banger. Ronnie J does it again. Um, yeah, I, I I fuck with this heavy. So go ahead, Ray. Yeah, I, I thought it was solid. Um, after Is He Real, I think a lot of people maybe that's why people on Twitter were saying it's trash. It's because they might have been expecting a deeper project. But if you know IDK, when he does these IDK and Friends projects, or project, when he did the other one, mm-hmm. it's like, it's just him having fun with a bunch of features and trying to make them fit, you know? Um, and I feel like he made the features work, even the ones that I don't usually mess with. Like you were saying, Zan Man. I actually like that track because I feel like it was funny. It was unique. His flow was like literally the weirdest flow. Put the job on his ass because he ain't got a new party. Like it was just like okay, like the energy. I like the energy wow. on these tracks. A lot of them. It's. I just feel like it was a solid soundtrack project. I haven't seen the movie. I don't know if the movie's out. Um, I know it's about basketball. KD's in it. That's dope. There was a few basketball references on there. I caught that was dope. Talking and, about the Nets. 
Mm-hmm. And the th- like, uh, the three six mafia influence is noticeable with the hard hitting beats, the track with Juicy J that Juicy J almost took over. Square up, that's one. That track went hard. Bitch, don't call my phone no more because I ain't fucking with you fake assholes. Like the energy on this is so high compared to I like. Did he had tracks like this on Is He Real? But I feel like this is more consistent. It's just like a fun, just let it play, and we'll see what happens. All the features brought there on energy. I even like the track with PNB Rock. I wasn't expecting PNB Rock to come out, come out like that. Like that shit went hard, but you can't I get this bag for me. Bro, like it was it was a lot of surprises on here. I don't know why people are calling it trash. That's kind of extreme. I don't know. Definitely. Like this is this it's a solid. It's a good project. Won't probably be in my top 10, but I'm getting it's getting played for me right now. And my favorite tracks were Mazel Tov, Square Up, and End of the Discussion. Those three, whew, those three were bangers. Yep. I love Bulletproof too, man. I, yeah. I, don't, I wish Denzel had a verse, but Same. Like, but Maxo Cream, I'm glad we get to see more Max Cream in mainstream because after his last album, I, I really like Maxo. So I, you know, I just want to see more in general. And he gave a pretty uh, impassioned, uh, gritty verse, uh, and the whole song is just gritty as fuck. Talking yeah. about, think you bulletproof till my shoot is shoot. Yeah, yeah, Come that was on. dope. I wanted, I think maybe that's why I, it didn't really hold it back per se, but I was expecting a Denzel verse, and maybe that's why. Oh, bro, if Denzel had a verse on there, or talking about some shit like that, bro, he would have eviscerated the whole beat. Niggas would have had to get off, be like, take my verse off there. Maybe bro. that's why. This maybe is your why. song now. This is your. <laughs> that, maybe that's why. Probably, man, because he, I mean, Denzel is a star. Like, people, I feel like people underestimate Denzel still, but this nigga is a full-blown star. The way he yeah. is just, uh, he is the king of high-energy raps. He yeah. Fuck on anybody. Yeah. Rico, hey, Rico Nasty showed up on, what is it, 725. <laughs> Four nine five, so four nine five, and she did a great ass job too. I haven't been hearing a lot of Rico recently. I feel like she's kind of like she's figuring I don't, her shit out. I think. Yeah, she's figuring her shit out because some of the singles she dropped were kind of like kind of whack, to be honest to me. Yeah. And she's, I hope she's starting to make a little comeback because people have kind of like forgotten about her almost. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Twenty four minutes, nine songs, nothing too big. Uh, definitely something you can just put on when you're taking a drive to your local black owned business. <laughs> yep. Yes, sir. Shop black. Uh, <laughs> all right. Since AC really wants to talk about this. My God. My God. Is an awesome God too. The album, West Side Gun, Griselda's own. AC, what? AC, I'm tired of you niggas. What do you think about this album? <laughs> I'm tired of y'all niggas. <laughs> this nigga West Side Gun, bro. For all right, well, let me let me for, be for real, bro. Let me be for real. All right, the first the first little bit. I mean, not the first little bit. Maybe like the first two albums. I mean, first two tracks, I was like, all right, where, where, what's, what's going on? And then Jose Caseco, I was like, all right, all right, you know, I'm really, I'm really messing with it. Like he came in with that. I was like, all right, this is, it's getting, it's getting better and better. Then, you know, I felt, I felt like this was a little interlude heavy though. I feel like his project was a little interlude heavy. I think he had a couple too many interludes, but it's okay. You know what I'm saying? West Side Gun, you know, he's doing his thing. My favorite track though, by far. 
a little C's by yes, sir. far. The uh bro, the feature Armani Caesar Armani right? Caesar Woo! bruh came in, came in and killed that track, bruh. I was listening, bro. I'm over there like, bro, what is this? Like, this is some heat, bro. I'm over there running. I got this on. I'm like, oh, my gosh. She coming in with the heat. And then, then well, hold on. Let me – I'm about to skip it, but I can't skip it. You know what I'm saying? Buffs versus Wires, bro. That track was fires, too. Like, I can't – we cannot forget about that track as well. Wow. But what I was going to say, he ended this album perfectly Ooh. on the Steve – how you – I don't know, a beat – be how you say that? Beer? I don't know. Beer, I think it's how you say it. Beer, I think is what it how it's pronounced. But the interlude at the end, bro, perfect. Whoa. Fire, fire, absolute flames from West Side Gun on that ending. AC, fire. This is this is so unexpected. I never expected you to be this passionate about a West Side Gun project. This is the funniest shit. I had to go in, bro. What? That was hard, bro. I love it. I love it. I got the biggest grin on my face. I'm so happy to hear AC just going in on this right now. Shout out to West Side Gun, bro. (laughs) That was tough. That was tough. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, I don't even know. Who was going after that, bro? That was us. You want to go, Lee Deadly? It's all you, bro. All right. Well... Sorry to rain on your parade a little bit, AC, but this project, I liked it, but it kind of let me down. See, here's the the thing, right? Westside Gun has been killing it. Every project Mm -hmm. at this point to me that he's been dropping recently has been on a a level where it's like the quality is top-notch. Not saying that this is a dud. This is trash. I saw some people on Twitter again saying it's trash. You know, people like to be extreme, but he definitely. This is his second drop, and compared to "Pray Pray for Paris," it was a little bit. It wasn't as grand to me, and mm. it kind of disappointed me. Um, he didn't completely drop the ball, though. I feel like the features, all of them, almost were top. Like they they killed the track, and I feel like it almost like I don't know what it was with Westside going on this project, but I feel like he almost took a backseat to his features a lot of the time. I'm not saying that. A lot of the times he kills his features, but this time it was like almost noticeable. Like the track with Armani Caesar, Lil C's, she came in so hard with so much, like she brought a style to it. And it was like, yeah, I get like West Side Gun didn't like get murder or anything, but it was like, I was so excited to hear her verse that it almost made me forget about his verse. And that shouldn't be like, I feel like he usually at least like brings something where it's like, like, oh, my God, this is a West Side Gun track. Like, she took over that track, I, I feel like, to me. She bought that. Yeah, that's what I mean. And even compared to the first, Fly God is an awesome god. I didn't, at first, that project wasn't as good as to me as I kept listening to it. Like, when I kept listening to it, I started to love it. This one, I don't know if it's going to be like that, though, because I feel like I just noticed the drop in quality even compared to the first. Um, it doesn't detract from the Griselda movement for me, th- for me though, because they haven't dropped a dud yet. This isn't a dud. It's just I was noticing, like, maybe he needs to chill and just wait till next year. I don't know. I don't know if he's planning to drop another project this year. That would be fucking crazy. But yeah. maybe just chill, do features. I want you to keep that level of quality. 
And I don't want people to start to say you dropping trash consistently. Then, like, I don't want that to be a thing with Westside Gun because I feel like they're on a they're on a roll right now, and that's sometimes what slows down your roll. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, for anyone to say it's trash, I think that's crazy. Like, this is definitely not trash. Well, like, I mean, is it slow? Is it maybe slower in comparison to like other projects that he's dropped? Sure, but I mean, he still has tracks on here. That's that's heat. Well, this is the thing. Well, like, I don't know. Maybe they're IDK. They were expecting something more grand because the other project was like that. Like, Easy mm -hmm. Real compared to, um, I don't know, and Friends is like a way more just loose, fun project. This kind of reminded me of that, but it didn't It didn't really connect with me even as much as the first one. So, but it, like I said, it doesn't detract from their movement. And my favorite tracks were Buff versus Wires because Benny and... Boldy killed that shit. Um, Lil C's, as we said before, and uh, Michael Irvin. I like Michael Irvin a lot. I, uh, what, what was the one you mentioned? Jose Canseco? That yeah. and Michael Irvin were fighting for my third spot. But mm -hmm. I don't know. Michael Irvin just went over for me. Yeah, that shit was hard. Like, the beats on here go hard, too, still. Like, they didn't lose. It just, I don't know what it was. The beats are crazy. Deadly, what you think? I want to hear. I want to hear. I want to hear. The flow is free, yo. So dope. Cause sell it by the kilo. Tell them I want the smoke like I'm running hot. Couldn't wait to see how I'm coming like a money shot. Ah, that was Armani Caesar, bruh, is the highlight of this tape. I don't give a fuck about nothing else as much as I give a fuck about this bitch right now. Cause she done yeah. killed that shit. I ain't hear no fucking woman rappers spit like this and I don't know man because this shit was so dope as soon as that beat came on I was like oh fuck this shit about to be crazy I heard Westside on it I'm like damn this shit is fucking crazy and then she comes in with that the first four lines bro come on ridiculous ridiculous that is by far my favorite song the whole project uh i agree with ray i don't think it was as hard as fly god is an awesome god one i don't think it's as grand as the pray for paris all this all this stuff but it's cool i like like uh ac said it's cool i, I like the project i think that west side gun is pretty consistent in what he's gonna give you he's gonna give you some nice gritty beats some nice gritty uh flows uh with his weird nasally voice uh, over the top yeah. that just you know it just catches your ear just catches your attention um hey, yo. <laughs> with, with amazing ad-libs and and not to discredit his ad-libs but armani caesar came on with their own ad-libs i was like damn bitch like every, <laughs> everything in this fucking verse bro god damn yeah that track. She, she's a new signee to Griselda, so I think she definitely was like, I'm gonna prove something with this track. Crazy. I went, I was trying to listen to her older stuff before she got signed, and it was cool. I feel like now that she's on Griselda and she has a group behind her, I think she's harder. definitely gonna be pushing for it. And that, that was the first sign of that. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's gonna be my favorite uh, female rapper by far if she keep coming with shit like that, because what the fuck? What the fuck? God damn, just some gritty ass shit, just some nice wordplay, uh, mm. some unique flows uh, over those type of beats. I ain't never heard some, uh, I've just never heard like somebody like that rap over beats like that. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, y'all ain't gonna talk about the ending though? The ending piece? The, the ending, here's the thing, man. The ending is dope, but they always do a good job with their endings to me. So it wasn't like for me, but it was dope. I like, I like the little interlude, like you're saying at the end. It was yeah. cool. It was dope. But they use, you know, 
he always he does something like that usually with his albums and I feel like because the album maybe didn't hit me as hard it didn't uh it didn't really fully resonate with me like crazy but it was it was dope they always do a solid job with the clothing AC AC gonna shit on all the interludes and then be like y'all ain't gonna talk about the last interlude after I just shit on them no I didn't no I did not I did not do that yeah it had uh like two or three too many interludes even though there's only like three on there but you know whatever It was interlude heavy, bro. It was interlude heavy. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. But it's on. It's only 35 minutes. It's it's 14 songs. Like y'all. Obviously... Last piece was heavy. Last piece was heavy. That's pretty nice. But man, Armani Caesar, bro. Wow. I know. Can't <laughs> say enough. Can't say enough. This instantly the one. The the first time I run through it, like not adding like any other songs, like just like instantly, like I had to listen to them. But as soon as that beat came on, bro, I'm like, this is a fucking banger okay let me add this when she started rapping i had that stank thing they're giving me tde vibes but like their signings are on point right now um what they're dropping is not a dud at least right now like they're consistently dropping something dope so i'm hoping they keep that going i hope armani sees her she drops a dope project now that she's on the label and they, they, their, their skies, the skies the limit right now. They're getting a lot of support from the big people in the industry too, which is dope to see. So, keep it pushing, keep it rolling. Yes, sir. All right, we got yes, to about to transition again. Hold on, I don't want to say it on my face. What we transitioning to? You know, getting my mama stuck on welfare. You know, I'm just saying some dumb shit, but that's some rumor lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> You know, my nigga rumor, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> Come on, man. Like this EP, all right. You know, I wasn't expecting much. When I heard Rascal the first time, I seen some niggas in some ski masks with some choppies on their arms and they just they just singing this shit and like sounding kind of country. I'm like, that's cool, good for them. But then then he started making moves, man. Then then he wanna drop dealer. And then you want to get Dealer remixed by Future and Lil Baby. And then you want to get Rascal remixed by Young Thug, the rap singing king himself. And then he wanted to drop this, bro. Like, what the fuck? This EP is cool as fuck. 26 minutes. You know, I, I don't really think that the whole project is, like, as, like, charismatic or out there as Rascal is or dealer is like i feel like those are like really standout tracks because they were singles but i think that what he did on here was was generally cool like uh, he has a nice singing voice and he has some pretty unique flows and how he goes about songs uh i like the the material that he goes over the very first song featuring west side gun welfare fairly relatable track for somebody like me who doesn't really come from very much you know uh, you gotta go gotta go get that money you gotta go make this bread for you get your mama off that welfare like all that like and it, uh, basically just throughout the the whole thing man um i was vibing with it it's a vibe all the way through another one of my favorites is novia richie i don't know how to say that something but, like that yeah and, and then dealer and rascal those are probably my my four favorite tracks uh there's only really seven tracks on here. Two of them are without features. Uh, so take Dealer and remove the features. Take Rascal and remove the features. And he just added those on there. So there's only really seven tracks. Um, but I like four out of seven, basically. So that's really good uh, mm-hmm. for somebody who I haven't really listened to before. So it's cool. Check it out. Um, yeah. Ray, what do you think? 
Um, I was going into this a little hype because I actually I hella messed with Rascal. I was giving it play. I went on my way to download it because it got taken down from streaming services. And I was like, I'm going to support this guy because I like what he's doing is something different with the trap sound and the singing and the, the melodies he does are so unique and grand to me. Like, Woomer is, I'm not going to say like he's a complete innovator or anything, but he does the different, the like what he does, like wearing a mask. And if you follow him on social media, the way he promotes his music is kind of funny too. Like he's a character and I like that. I like that he's not just trying to copy other people and do the same stuff. He has a unique way he's coming up, and he has a unique sound um, with the way he mixes trap and melodic uh, music. He be singing on a lot of these tracks where it's not even really just him rapping, but I feel like when he does the singing well, it hits. Definitely. And on the tracks that I didn't really mess with, I feel like it was like a little weird because it, it was like him singing, and it wasn't like, where are you going with it? And he's a decent rapper. Like, he's not like a He's not like a top tier MC or nothing like that, but when he raps, he can hold his own. I like that he did that uh, dealer remix with Lil Baby and Feature, because I feel like if those features, even though I like the original better, those features work with the track because what they rap about and the way they fit, they also do that crooning slash like rapping stuff, more so Future. And he they, they brought their own vibe to the track. I was surprised with the West Side Gun feature at first, because like I'm saying, Rumor is not top tier MC and he'd be singing on a lot of tracks so I was like how is this gonna work and I love how he literally started the album with them with that little ass intro and then that catchy ass hook I love the hook on welfare welfare is easily my favorite track yeah I, I it had me thinking I was gonna like this whole project I'm like if he's bringing this energy on this whole thing I was like this this little EP is gonna be crazy it wasn't like that unfortunately but I just like deadly I took three to four tracks from it and that's good enough, and I'm excited to see what he does next. I love the track. The the the, the EP is called the uh, what? What? I'm sorry. The EP is called Drug Dealing the Lost Art, and I think maybe that's why I like Dealer so much because I think that relates to that. Because you know he talks about how he's a dealer, and I'm the dealer, not the addict nigga. I'm a boss. Like he's pointing out the duality of selling drugs and getting high on your own supply, but also you got to keep in mind that you're a dealer and you're you're not supposed to be a junkie. And I feel like I watched the interview and he said, like, I do really think that they're doing the lost art, especially with some of these rappers, the way they talk about being hooked on these pills and stuff. But they're supposed yeah. to be like big bosses. So that's what I'm saying. I think like his whole character and everything is just cool to see. And I, so I'm not over you and silence were my forgettable tracks. And fa my favorite tracks were Welfare, Dealer and Rascal. So pretty much the two singles and Welfare. Yeah, uh, and like you were saying, bro, just the, the choruses in general are usually just so strong. Like um, the the Novia Richie one, yeah. when, when he starts off, is just it's such a ear grabber. 100,000 to my bitch, I bet she clean it for me. Uh, yeah, that was a borderline top three track for me. Come too. on, man. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, he was just killing it with those. And then uh, he, he has really good song structure and uh, leading up to – to his uh choruses in general like his little vocal pockets that he gets into in between the choruses are really smooth and and keeps your attention until you get to the next one and, and you just that the choruses always punch every single time that that they're on and it, it, you just look forward to it in the song that's maybe kind of a little downfall that his verses aren't as impactful as the 
the courses, but I mean, what do people really listen to music for nowadays? I feel like a lot of people listen for courses, course heavy type shit. So I don't know. Uh, I think he's cool. I think he's got a place in the rap game. I think he's got something going for him. Uh, he's definitely got that support from uh, big names. So as the young thug super fan of the group, what did you think of that young thug little feature that he threw on Rascal? I think it was cool. It wasn't like anything that was like groundbreaking to me, but I think that Young Thug fit fit in pretty well with the uh, the entire the entire track. Uh, it was cool what he was talking about. He had some he had some nice bars. I just don't think that he like outshined Rascal with his deli- or I mean Rumor with his uh, delivery per se. So it wasn't like anything that was like groundbreaking to me. But I think that. Um, just talking about uh, you know obviously police brutality and uh, the effect on our community in general is a pertinent issue that everybody needs to talk about so the fact that young thug came out and started saying some shit like that like on track uh yeah that was surprising to me i wasn't expecting i was expecting him just to be on some country melodic stuff like he did on beautiful nah bro he came easy thugger girls or whatever what is it uh, (laughs) (laughs) easy busy We'll just yeah, we'll say is that yeah, uh, nah, nah, he can't. He, I, he came, came out the gate. He said, some, "Fuck the police." Yeah, he, he was on the top. Like he was on the, the what's going on. I was kind of like, "What is Young Thug doing right now?" And it was cool. It fit with the fuck twelve vibe of the track, so yeah. it was interesting. It wasn't crazy though. I yeah. like the original better. I think still. Nah, bro, you gotta have Young Thug on there just because. nah, because he, he was cool, but the I, I feel like he was flowing a little. Like I was like, wait, the flow though. I was like, what is he doing? But I get it. No, it was dope to see Young Thug on it though. Yeah, it was dope. For sure. He's getting love for big, like I said, Lil Baby, Future, and Young Thug. All of them in that trap cooner realm. I mean, the trap realm. That's dope. That's big. Definitely. And Westside Gun. Like, where the hell did he get Westside Gun? <laughs> like what? I was, I was like, what? Is, how's Westside Gun on this, bro? It's, it's three ATL niggas, and then you just like, hey, let's get Westside Gun. Westside Gun on here, bro. Like that was crazy. Yeah. So for those who don't know, we're talking about Megan The Stallion's single. She just dropped called "Girls in the Hood." Yeah, that's, right. That's, 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 yeah, no, that's what it is. Okay. I was having a brain fart for a second. Yeah, I really, I fuck with it too. Typical Megan The Stallion type delivery. I don't really think she goes that much different in delivery, and her lyrical subject matter isn't really that much different on here either per se it's not like super 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 sexualized like it usually is but it's not like uh but she just gives you some hard bars and she gives you what you'd expect out of megan at this point she's really good at generating hits uh she knows what she's doing when it comes to picking out samples picking out beats because for some reason this girl just got it like that uh as far as hits go Uh, it was dope like ray said i really appreciated the sample i thought it was cool even though there was a little bit of drama apparently between uh easy E's fake daughter and easy E's real daughter on who gets the rights to using the sample but that was crazy yeah that's so stupid but it was cool it was cool i i'm still looking forward to meg's next project i need i need some a big hitter bro please i agree with deadly um, I like that she's kind of switching it up. I mean, she she did rap over old samples. She has rapped over old samples before, but this was like a clear standout statement sample. You sample boys in the hood and name your track girls in the hood. You gotta you're gonna have to come hard, and she <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to come with some dope bars, dope flow, 
switch it up though where you're not just mimicking Eze, and she did not do that at all i'm glad that she took the time to get this sample clear to make sure it all worked no you know i understand that his daughter is mad that she can't get rights over the beat but that's a label issue obviously they they cleared it for her and they worked out for her and it's a good single keep this energy keep switching it up a little bit because uh, you're i feel like before you were kind of getting stuck you didn't like do a crazy switch up where you're talking about 9-11 and uh, controversial government shit, but you found a way to keep your style, but make it not as repetitive for me. And if this is what the album is going to be like, fun, but not like all the extra shit. I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but you give it fun. Yeah. Banging tracks. I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, she's evolving pretty steady rate it feels like just with what she's she's doing she's obviously i think on the next one she's going to give you what you're coming to megan for with her nasty persona and all this but mm-hmm. uh, she can definitely uh spit about some other shit some other real shit too so it's not like uh she's putting on uh, a front and just rapping about shit because she is changing up the material just just because it's still it still pertains to her it's still she's being a bad bitch all this Oh, yeah. I like this for a bar on this. I like, yes, I got a man. If I don't like who asking, I don't stand outside because I'm too outstanding. Bars. Bars. That was that was cool. Like, I I feel like her flow, the way she delivered on this track was you felt like it was she was enjoying the track. Maybe that. Okay, that was my point. Maybe it's because she got she's figuring out that label drama. And with her EP, like it was put out in a weird, maybe middle ground. I don't know if she has freedom or anything like that now. I don't know how that went. Yeah. But maybe this track was like a passionate, fun track because she's happy that things are working out for her. And with that drama, I haven't been checking up on it though. Yeah. Wash Us in the Blood. Wash Us in Blood by Kanye West. Is that the track for you, Carter? No. Why not? I was not feeling this from Kanye. I really wasn't. I was not, man. I don't know. It was some. It, it didn't. It, it didn't appeal to me. The sound did not appeal to me. It, it just wasn't it. I, I know. I know Kanye reaching and he 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 trying to you know do something positive and, and he's changing his life you know spiritually that's great but this one wasn't it man i'm about to leave that one alone if you're gonna if you're gonna like we talked about earlier if kanye's trying to get back into rap but speak on more of the spiritual side of rap i have a spiritual side and to put that into his raps i think he should do more something more like jesus walks that's just what i'm saying if he's gonna do if he's gonna do gospel he needs to do what he's been doing and just do like with the choir and stuff like that. But as for this, I'm not a humongous fan. Uh, I'm just playing. No, <laughs> no, no, that's your opinion. I love. No, I'm fucking with you. With you. you messed with it. I, I, I didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't me. And then Travis. I mean, whatever. <laughs> you a hater? I know. I know. That's just me. I listened to, and didn't listen to it. I know. I listened. Sorry, I listened to it. Three times, never listen to it again. I'm not listening anymore. All right. Uh, well, I feel like the number one Kanye stand should, uh, you know, say something on your behalf, and then I'll give y'all middle ground opinion. Man, I, man, you, you acting like I've been standing this nigga no matter what recently. I've been talking shit about Kanye. I'm a, I'm a non, I'm a non-biased of a stand as you get. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't want to hear that from y'all no more. 
Now let me get to the track since AC wanted to shit on it. Uh, I like the track. It has me excited for the album. I don't know how much AC like Yeezus. This reminded me of Yeezus. In totally because it, you know, it wasn't totally Yeezus, especially the topic, but especially when he was going into the um they want to control Kanye, they wanna like that reminded me of New Slaves. Like when he was talking about New Slaves, how they wanted to control him and put him in a lane and make him do urban fitting because he's black. Like it I don't know. I, I'm hoping the only thing that scares me about the singles, I'm hoping he doesn't totally go back to the Yeezus sound, just add gospel on top of it. Because the topics of this track. He's basically just asking the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit to help the black community and what they're going through. Um, slavery, selling drugs, and the state execution were the big topics of the track. I like how Travis, he used Travis. Like, Travis wasn't a heavy feature on this track, but, like, it, Travis specifically was talking about executions, the state, execu- state ex- execution, like, laws and how 32 or 30 states still execute people that was interesting to hear travis in that type of way because usually travis is just like he doesn't talk about anything so it was interesting to hear his little feature even though he wasn't a big feature like i said my only problem with this was that if if this album is going to be Jesus with a gospel twist unless it's something crazy i don't know how much i'm gonna like it but i like the track it has me excited for the album and god's county I believe that's what the album is titled. It's already looking more exciting and maybe even better than Jesus is King because if it is just Jesus with gospel on top, I'm probably going to like it more than Jesus is King because Jesus is King was super like, I feel like it was him just trying to do gospel too much. It was him almost forcing it. Like it was just him like trying to rap still, but like not really just talking. This was like him still rapping and like being aggressive Kanye that I kind of like. I kind of like Jesus. It's not like one of my favorite Kanye albums though, but Mm. I like Jesus so. I'm excited to see what he does. I think that the overall sound of it, uh, like Ray Love said, was more like Jesus influenced. I definitely would not want to see him just go and rehash another sound, unlike Carter here, who wants another Jesus Walks type. Boo. Give it to me. What I don't really want to see from Kanye at this point is this motherfucker's opinions on basically everything. I really hope that it's just purely purely creative for the music not not so he can convey his opinions to the public and just fucking talk that bullshit because this nigga has been on some bullshit lately yep yeah definitely weird and kind of cool to see travis talk about that kind of stuff as well but is it like getting hella replay for me not really but it it definitely is like cooler than anything that i really heard on jesus king besides follow god which is probably my favorite uh song on there just because of his you know captivating flow on that song yeah that that's basically all i have to say on the single like is it check it out because it's kanye but like you decide what you get out of it and you decide if you really want to you know listen to this motherfucker spew some bullshit in your ear oh what oh come on dog i'm talking about i'm talking opinion wise not i get it i get it but i get what you're saying about follow god though because this it didn't remind me of Follow God, but it was almost like Kanye, because Follow God was the most rapidly rap track on Follow God. It was the good mix on of Jesus God. is King. Yeah, I mean, yeah, on Jesus is King. Follow God was the most balanced of the tracks on there. I think that's why that was like the biggest track, I think, on there, probably. It, I think it was. He was performing yeah, live and stuff. So this, if it's that's why I think I like this more, because if it's gonna be like more rap gospel 
and more energetic and like crazy Kanye talking about gospel stuff, I think it could be interesting because I don't want to hear him laid back with a choir preaching at me, bro. Like that's what <laughs> Jesus kid. Like I, I, I'm sorry. I it was I. I don't think it was a trash album. It was just him preaching. This isn't really him necessarily super preaching. He is preaching a little bit like, this is the blood. Oh, my God. God, help us. You know, I get it. It was interesting to hear. And it doesn't have hella replay value for me, but I've been playing it a little bit just to see where he might go with the next album. Exactly. I feel like, honestly, music should not be preachy in any any way. It should be telling a story of how you think and how your experiences have shaped you in a certain way uh, and how you expect express those to us in in your like media your musical sound like that's how we're supposed to understand what you're saying through your music it's not supposed to just be you preaching at us and telling us what your values are what we should believe and stuff like that no we're gonna believe what we want to believe off of the music that you give us i get what you're saying about the preachingness i I think that's a general reason why people didn't like jesus king carter obviously has a different point of view because carter is always in the church always clapping up with the pastor And, nah, 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 nah. And he's like, I just love that kind of music. Wait a minute. So you're te- you're telling me so rappers should not have a teaching vibe? No, not a no, no. Preaching and teaching is basically the same thing. Oh, uh, but I think what I'm really trying to say is like, you can give me an album like Bully James's last project. And you can tell me your experiences of everything you've grown up in and how that has shaped you into being a man. And that can give me uh, something to think about and I can mold my own opinion on it. If you're just spewing opinions at me and all of this stuff and all your ideals, ideologies and what I should be believing, it kind of makes me feel defensive as a listener. And I don't really want somebody pushing some kind of feeling onto me. And I really just want to like, you know, shape my own view i guess to add on to what deadly saying there's a difference between telling me your experiences and giving me a teaching moment and then coming off preachy you know sometimes lupe i'm like i love lupe but he'll come off preachy on the track where it's like you're going you're doing too much like you're 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 giving me insight and you're telling me certain things but you're coming off preachy and it kind of makes you tune out to what deadly saying i don't think this track was preachy like that though you can have teaching moments, and it, it just because it's teaching moments, I feel like you guys call it preachy if it's on a topic or a discussion you particularly don't care for. So I feel like anybody can say that. If it's a, on a topic you don't care for, it comes off as preachy because you don't want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? But let's say somebody that does want to hear it and cares to hear it, they don't, they don't perceive it as being preachy. They just perceive yeah. Learn, you know, listening to something. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You have to watch how you call it off saying, oh, it's preachy, this is preachy, and this like, music can't be, I don't think music should be preachy. That's just how you perceive it. No, I, no, 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 I know. I'm just saying, going off what Dead Lee said, I'm not saying that Kanye is being preachy. I'm thinking he, he's, he's just sitting here trying to put on somebody else. He's trying to give game to somebody else, just like anybody else who's a rapper that speaks about something else that wants to give game about some, another topic. I want I you I, I want you to think about this for one second. Kanye throughout the whole album talking about God, Christianity. What is one of the main people who talk to you? What is the name of that person? Is it a preacher? Man, it's almost like Kanye is doing the exact same thing and it's almost like the 
the religion itself preaches to you in general. So when you're talking about this stuff, it's very easy to come off as preachy because they tell you all of these beliefs, all of these things that you have to believe in. And I feel like that's a lot of the way the album sounds. It sounds like he's trying to preach to us about Christianity. You're saying Kanye is preachy because pastors preach at church? That's saying, you offended AC now. You offended I'm saying a- I'm saying there's a there's a there's a obviously similar. What does a teacher do at school? Oh, teaches you. So what does, come preach, what does a preacher do at church? He teaches you. I'm bringing. I'm talking about preachers because we're talking about Christianity because we're talking about Jesus King. That's the that's what I'm drawing the comparison to. But that doesn't no, that doesn't make any sense. No, because AC, it depends on who's doing the preaching and who's no, doing it. Like you said, no, AC, you tell me you haven't been to a church where you feel like a preacher is doing too much, maybe. Like, I don't know about you, but I, I I see this is what I'm saying. I think the problem is when it comes off as preachy and you guys don't want to hear it, it's just because and I'm not I'm not I'm not uh judging y'all or i'm not mad or whatever this is on y'all y'all just don't want to hear what the person is having to say no 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 i'm not i'm not trying to judge you i'm you you can get let me get this out and then you can rebut all i'm saying is you are just not into in tune with the topic that the person is talking about so i feel i feel like therefore it comes off this preachy all this person just spewing stuff at me i'm not trying to hear it but that's just that's just how it sounds. It depends on how they're coming at you. Like I feel like Kanye, what was it? I gotta go through the track list, but there was one track where he was like, "Jesus flow through it, Jesus in the music." Like that was kind of like, "What are you?" I get what you're saying. Like it's it's up to it's it's all subjective. Someone can be learning from right. that, and it's not preachy. Exactly. But if we're gonna talk subjectively, it could come off preaching. It came off preachy to Lee. That's what he's right, saying. Exactly. Exactly. To me, it didn't come off hella preachy. It just came off like he was doing too much on certain tracks on Jesus is King. And this one didn't come off preachy at all. So yeah, but, it depends. But Lee said, and I think this was totally wrong. He says in music, there shouldn't be any teaching moment unless it comes from it. Correct me if I'm wrong. You should. You said there should be no teaching at all in music unless it comes from experience or whatever. You, I don't remember exactly what you said, but what does that even mean? I think we should learn from your creative expression, not from just your beliefs, not just you telling me what your like fucking opinions are. Like, don't just spew your opinions at me and then expect me to believe them. Yeah, but there's a lot of opinions that people disagree with. That you- I, that's fine. No, I'm saying that's that's fine. I'm just saying like uh, on Kanye did the whole album could have been about him finding Jesus and Jesus being king to him because he found the, the light of God in that way. But it wasn't about that. It wasn't no, all about that. What I'm saying is, if you see it as, or let's say you saying it shouldn't be opinionated, right? No, it- no, 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 no. You can have opinions. You can have opinions. That's fine. But I'm just saying, don't just blatantly tell me what your opinion is, and then that's what you're putting on the track is you're just giving me a list of opinions. Does that make sense? So okay, but so what if someone what if someone goes out and they are they're giving you opinions that you agree with, but someone else doesn't agree with? How do you sit on that? Let's say the opinion about something that you agree with. That's whatever. But but will I get that much from the song? Probably not. It's like the same thing with reviews. Like if you look at a review of like a game or something that you that you like, and then somebody just agrees with all your opinions, did I really get anything out of that review? No. He said a lot of things that I guess I like to hear, but is there any replay value to that? No, because he didn't give me any interesting points or anything. So I'm just saying, okay, I don't think 
I think people need to take opinionated it, with with songs that have opinionated topics or whatever uh, opinions in the track or in the song. I don't think it shouldn't be in music. Period. Like you said, you said there shouldn't be in music. I think you know, for Kanye, it shouldn't. I, I just think <laughs> people need to learn how to take what from, from the music. Like, don't say there shouldn't be opinions either, because there's some people that have great opinions that are valid. Yeah. You need not, to hear that. Yeah, so, not, Kanye, not Kanye. Yeah, to say that they don't need to be opinions at all, like that's, I just totally disagree with that. Yeah, I guess, I mean, it just because I don't really agree with his opinions on that in general. Obviously, it has a little bit more of a sour taste in my mouth. But no, I mean, you can give me your opinions and you can give me, I just feel like it's not coming from like a place of like experience and like uh, these are like, yeah, see, now like, I, it's not connected with his heart like that. Like it, it feels like he's yeah. just, he's just yelling at me. Right. See, now I can understand where you're coming from with that. Now, I, I feel you on that. Now, how, how, which I'm not trying to judge Kanye, I'm not trying to judge his heart and his religious beliefs, whatever. But do I tie the credibility with him in, you know, his ministry? No, I don't. So I get what you mean. Like, does his belief hold value? I mean, does his opinions hold value to me? Not really. But he's entitled to them, and I'm, and I'm still going to listen to his opinions when he's in, in his music. That's his, that's his opinion. Yep. It's just somebody talking. Like, it's yeah. the same thing. It's like if someone's talking, you know, it's the same thing as when they have an opinion while they're talking versus when they have an opinion while they're rapping. Yeah, I agree because some people say Lupe, almost all his music is preachy, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with that. I think some songs he does come off preachy, but I feel like there's a balance. I get what Deadly's saying sometimes. I think on that last album, kind of went overboard, but then there were certain songs where it was fine. And that's coming from someone I consider myself a loose Christian. I'm not. I don't strongly follow my faith that strong anymore. I don't know though. That's 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 getting into religion. You feel me? So I think it depends on how much, because especially with Jesus is King, it got really deep into certain things. And it was like, eh. and then with statements Kanye has made recently, uh, I mean lately, I can see why someone might say that because he he does come off a little preachy. Yeah, no, yeah, all right. All right, well, uh, I appreciate the dialogue. That was good. We'll uh, wrap it up then. All right, well, we appreciate y'all for tuning in and we appreciate y'all uh, listening to us talk about these topics. Any of the music that we checked out, you don't agree on any opinions, you have something to say about it, you just let us know. As far as our local talent that we talked about, shout out Top Goon, C Rock, shout out Seti Hendrix. Go check out Progression of a Soldier album, go check out uh, Black Hearted Demon, uh, BHD is the acronym. Uh, you can find both of those on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, anything you want. We will at them on our Instagram and Twitter posts. Thanks for fucking with us. Yep. Send us beats. Send us DMs. Pop Baby's podcast on Instagram, THHB podcast on Gmail, and uh, find us on Twitter too. AC the cutest baby. I just want to say that. Shut but, the fuck up. Uh, D- Shut up. <laughs> D- DM Dead League. That's what yep. you're looking for them DMs, ladies. Uh, DM Dead League. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yep. You see off the market. So that's why, you know, I'm the best looking one. That's no cap. This boy you said he off the market. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, AZ. <laughs> on, a, on a real tip, thank you for supporting us. Messing with us, bro. Tuning in all the time. We appreciate it. We appreciate you guys coming in, listening, being with us, whatever, rocking with us. 
continue to rock with us. You know what I'm saying? It, it was our year anniversary not too long ago. We appreciate it. We're just going to keep rocking with you, rock with us for another year and then some. So thank you. Year two. Year two, we coming with that heat. Niggas going to be left in the street. Oh, no, we ain't doing the throwback freestyle right now. But I <laughs> was <laughs> for a little bit. But, hey, thank y'all. For real, this has been a dope-ass experience for all of us. Thanks for the support. Thanks for the love. Holla at your boy. Yeah, holla at Deadly. Yeah. At, what, what's the way I got to learn? What's Zach? Is it Zach Dotley? What is it? What is it? Ladies, please don't hit me up. At Zach, Zach, at Zach dot Lee on Instagram. I don't need this emotional Wait, turmoil in my life. I'm I'm a, a, see, he's using reverse psychology right now. DM him, right? Please don't hit me up. But he's waiting yeah. to drop. Once this drops, he's gonna be looking at his phone. He's gonna be looking. He's gonna be refreshing. Dang, do they comment? Do they? Do they hear it? Do they hear the pod yet? In different area codes too. We got supporters. Whoa, bye, whoa, bye, whoa, bye. They hear the pod yet? All right, Luda. <laughs> All right then. He's smiling from ear to ear right now. He's trying to cover it with the mic. Yeah, he's like, man, All right, y'all. Signing off. Peace. Peace. Peace.